Tony Dunn, and not to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. What's up, Panther fans? It's a free agent frenzy as the legal tampering legal tampering period has begun for free agency, which just means free agency has begun. And the Carolina Panthers struck swiftly in retooling or adding to this defense to give Avero, Ajero, Jero Evero, Avero, Ajero, Ajero Evero. Whichever one yeah, it is. Yeah, you nailed it. To give him the tools he needs to put a 3-4 defense on the table as well as to support a rookie quarterback that we will be securing in this draft. The Carolina Panthers have brought in another shy to Charlotte. That's right. Shy Tuttle is here. Von Bell is a Carolina Panther. And most importantly, they continue to build that wall with big, big, big bears. They call them big bear in the locker room, Bradley Bozeman. Man, we've been watching all the news fly across Twitter today, and we had to jump on and talk about it. I'm here with my co-host, my wheel man, Cody Lashney. Tony Dunn, man, free agency is underway. What a time to be a Panthers fan, dude. We have the number one overall pick. Bradley Bozeman, our boy, is coming back home. Resigned as the center for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, a lot of former Saints players now joining the Carolina Panthers in the form of Vaughn Bell and Shy Tuttle. Man, we have a great impromptu Monday show in store for the C3 Panthers podcast fans. The fans that you know and love, Tony, it's your boys, Adam Sanders, our guys Drew, Alex Stark, Craig Cartner. John B. Jenkins, Joshua Hall, old school Panther fans, Supreme Leader Z, Roosevelt Mongo, Panther Pickle, Underground West, Tony Dunn, and nothing to it but to do it, brother. It's a Monday. Let's roll. You don't want to win in March, April, March, and April and lose in December, January, and February, but sometimes winning in March and April can lead to winning later down the road. Carolina Panthers are trying to get stronger. There's going to be a lot of new names and a lot of new faces. And you're also watching a lot of the other teams that we know to be the giants of this past year, hemorrhaging people, hemorrhaging talent. We poached a little bit of the Saints talent as they went with with Derek Carr. CK, um, this is what's beautiful about football. New year. It's a new year. And it's like a new hope, a new day with new teams. Yeah, oh, dude, you're not lying, man. It's uh, it's fun to to see the 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 way the dominoes fall. Um, and and I, even though we had some good signings, there wasn't like a blockbuster deal yet. Um, we just shored up the things we needed to shore up. Um, you know, the Von Bell it's just signing, the beginning too. Exactly, the Von Bell signing indicates that Jeremy Chin might be moving back to linebacker, like we all hope he will. Or at least uh, some some uh, form of being able to be in a hybrid position like that. Um, you know, there's 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 some things that they've done to to really give us an idea of what their plans are moving forward. And 
the fact that there hasn't been an offensive signing that has to do with a wide receiver or tight end is a bit surprising, um, given that we just gave up DJ Moore. The fact that that hasn't, but to be fair, no wide receiver has gone in the market yet. Um, they have not. It's not been a a super uh, run on the wide receivers like it was last year with Christian yeah. Kirk and DJ Moore getting his deal done and many other guys finding homes last year. Uh, this year, it's very much quiet on the on the on the front lines for the wide receivers uh, that are free agents looking for a new deal. Uh, could be good for the Panthers because nobody's. Uh, Nobody's giving these guys uh, the contracts that they want, I'm assuming, so why you're not seeing any of these dominoes fall. Yeah, man, we appreciate everybody that is in the chat right now. You can find us on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Help support us in every medium that we're at. We're growing on Twitter here on YouTube. Over 5,000 subscribers as we head into our 11th season as a podcast. We are slow and steady wins the race. But you can help us continue to grow one of the strongest fan communities on the Internet, the C3 community right here, by just being a Panthers fan. Why don't you consider being a C3 super fan for just $1.99 a month? You can help us continue to reinvest in the podcast as we get ready for our big draft party. Also, there are other ways to support the show, like a direct donation from Roosevelt Mungo, $5. He says the old Marty Herney days of sitting on the sidelines are gone. And we're in the drive. Yeah, baby. Let's go. Incredible stuff there. And you can find us like it other ways, Cash App, Patreon. We don't really like to ask for money, but we do uh, want to continue to grow this uh, podcast and continue to bring you cool stuff like the C3 shirts that we do, the cam wows we've done in the past. And, man, we've got a great addition, or not a great addition, a great component of our broadcast team that is always on the creative side. Greg, the bat daddy, the stat daddy is in the house. Welcome back. Man, free agency is upon us. Oh, man, I'm telling you, I, I've been a Panthers fan since day one, but I can't remember being this excited right now for, for the Carolina Panthers. It, the future looks so bright. Like, there are still holes to fill. There's a lot of things to be done. But, man, we we are looking really, really good. This is how a rebuild should go right here. I feel very confident moving forward in what the Carolina Panthers are going to do and the future of the franchise. And I just, I don't know, man, it, it, it's so refreshing to go into this season. Like, I, I feel like I've kind of been tricking myself in, into being confident in the last few seasons, you know, but I feel like this season, it, it, it feels really good moving forward. We, we, we were building a cornerstone for this franchise or it feels like it, or we had the opportunity to. And uh, I'm just excited to talk Carolina Panthers football, man. I want to see some free agency signings. I can almost guarantee we're not done with this draft. There's going to be more movement in this draft from the Carolina Panthers. Oh, Maybe yeah. not the number one pick, but we're going to be trading something Ooh, in the draft. Yeah, let's go ahead and get a big-time receiver. Not the best receiver class in this NFL draft, but we'll have plenty to talk about that. Like you said, just to pivot off of what you were saying, Greg, it's almost like for the last couple of years we've been – in an abusive relationship, a score like, or maybe not one is that this is that it's like, all right, we really want this to work. We want to hope the best in the person we love. We're going to take them back. We're going to give them the opportunity, but we know that that scorned lover is going to fail us again. And we got the divorce and we walk out right now and we just feel like a fresh, fresh start. It's like, Oh my gosh, it's just like a new fresh pair of threads or something. Coaching staff, a GM that seems to be, um, unhandcuffed or freed from his prison, 
out. All of this is going. And then the Panthers get on to free agency, guys, today. Let's start with the first signing. Don't be shy. Don't be shy, Tuttle. This is where I always remember as I look through every free agent signing throughout the league today. No matter how much I watch football and how much I follow these teams, I don't know half of these mugs. Shy Tuttle. I was like, who the hell is this dude? Right? Is like, and then you're going through I immediately. I'll pull it up in just a second. Shy Tuttle, though, uh, was the first signing. Next announced um, Von Bell, too. So two signings straight to the defense. We're looking at you, uh, the wrong thing here, Cody. Um, Two signings to the defense, and I thought this was interesting right here, is that the Panthers made a big move uh, just a couple of days ago and jumping and leapfrogging to the number one position in the NFL draft. But then you start to wonder, like, uh, where is the the feel of this free agent or this team going to be? And right away, they invested in this defense. They know they're transitioning to a 3-4 defense. They believe probably they have some good tools in the toolbox, some talent there. But I like this, the idea that just prioritizing the defense and not just going, oh, well, we were the number two defense in the league under Matt Rule or something. Knowing, and this, neither of these broke the bank either. So Mm -hmm. Shy Tuttle is known for one play, I found out, and that is it. The one play (laughs) intercepted (laughs) Matt Ryan and then, mashed him into the ground. I saw a salesman say, this is the most beautiful thing I've seen in life other than the birth of my two boys. <laughs> Look, man, uh, it, it seems as though right now, Shy Tuttle is going to be a defensive end in the 3-4 defense. So basically, he'll be playing that five-tech edge on the end of the line. And yeah, he's definitely known for stiff-arming Matt Ryan into oblivion. Um, you know, it, I mean, this is a, it's a solid pickup. Uh, you know, I, he's not like the splashy pick that everybody was hoping to see earlier, uh, in free agency, but it's just a good pick, man. He's a strong guy. You know, he sets a physical edge in a, a three, four defense. I think he's uh, only 27, maybe. He's yeah, not he's old. Young. I just it like that. We didn't just go get a name that was 32 just because we know the name. Yeah. You want to hear what Bob Rose, our friend of our show, said about I, immediately? Please. I I call I, I messaged him. I said, "What's the script on Tuttle?" He says, "Can be terrific against the run, decent push, doesn't get moved off the point of attack easily. Uh, last year, not so much. Uh, expect absolutely nothing as a pass rusher, though. At best, he might be able to tie up blockers to free up Derek Brown." I sent him a return message. I said, how do you think of performing a 3-4? said he'll have to play with some better leverage, but has the frame to be a decent nose tackle. Yeah, he only had two sacks last year for the New Orleans Saints. He's definitely not a pass rusher. Um, I mean, he's another big, strong guy, but I I really do think that uh, Derek Brown, they might consider him in more of a pass rusher kind of role this year and have a guy like Tuttle be the space eater. It, it, it seems as though now our defensive line has more versatility because of this shy Tuttle pick. And and I like it, dude. And he's from the Carolinas. He already has ties here. So 
it, you know, this is another homecoming for another Carolina Panther. Yeah, uh, I've reached out to another friend of ours, uh, Alan Ulrich, which I want to, I don't want to get us demonetized on this right away, so I'm not going to play the clip. He said, you got to watch the that play, the Ryan play. He said, the German radio call is the best way. Here, let's see if we can just hear it because I got it hooked up to my phone. Let me tell you, let's see. Um, and then I'll, re- I'll read you his description. Hold on. He said this about him. He said, a good role player at Stuff in the Run, the more snaps he takes in game, you start to see him get tired and sloppy. Um, let me see. Are we connected here? Okay, well, actually, what do you think this tells us about the the move to what we're trying to do? Well, like, I, I mean, it, be, you know, if we're just talking about um, Shy Tuttle being more physical on the defensive line, I've long said that we need someone else to compliment Derek Brown. Um, and I think that this is someone that will allow Derek Brown to kind of open up and, and be more of a pass rusher. Here is the play. Super good job. I was the head coach by the Raiders damals. That was not so good as a head coach. Oh, interception. Interception. Matt Ryan. Oh, my God. Wie eine Puppe gibt er ihm den Stiffer, aber oh, der fliegt auf den Boden. Hör doch mal auf. All right. Uh, That's pretty damn cool, man. Uh, I'm Greg, gonna, I'll C- drop the link in the chat so people can watch yeah. it. Yeah, C- okay, C- Greg, tell me uh, your thoughts on Shy Tuttle, and then we will move on to the next free agent signing. You go ahead, Greg. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't know a lot about Shy Tuttle. <laughs> like, like uh, Tony was saying, it's just not a name that pops out for me. But if we can sure up the interior of this defensive line, and and really you know get that push, then I'm I'm all for that, even if it's just depth. You know, it's something we need. Uh, yeah. I mean, our, our defense is already pretty good. So if this is good, more is better, right? Is that something like that? All the pieces are there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I don't agree. Think I think we'll get. Okay. Sorry. Good. Uh, no, you're fine. I was thinking, uh, you know, with this, I again, it wasn't a sexy pick. It wasn't one that um, is breaking the bank either. I think this is honestly, as you know, we've talked about ad nauseum at this point in time, or not ad nauseum, but at least, uh, uh, you know, a few times on this show already. Um, it's just going to open up the the Derek Brown to be able to actually be what he uh, be the best he possibly can be at getting up the right. field. He's not going to be held uh, hostage at that nose tackle position, which in a three four feels like it's a pretty uh, difficult position to play. You're really just there to eat up space, and I think Derek Brown deserves more than just to eat up space. So I think this will be a good uh, signing for him. Um, and you know, like we said, uh, Brian Burns. I think it could be nice to see that. I think it's going to be an interesting. Um, the signing because if Derek Brown can actually thrive as a pass rusher, it's going to allow for Brian Burns to really switch sides pretty frequently. I think he's going to be a lot more dynamic with the guy, uh, you know, uh, opposite of him. I'm hoping our days in the uh, free agent market or in the draft aren't ending uh, at the defensive end because, um, you know, Yatur Gross Matos just isn't, hasn't done it for me up to this point. Um, and he's the guy opposite of Brian Burns right now, who would be uh, the other defensive end or alternate, you know, uh, opposite of him. So um, it'll be interesting to see how they proceed tomorrow and the following day. Um, 
But uh, as of right now, man, it's it's a decent signing. It's one that's got me yeah. feeling like you know they know what they they have they have a plan and they're executing it. And boys, this is my favorite free agent signing thus far. We're gonna talk about Bozeman, dude, and everyone's so happy to have Bozeman back. But Von Bell, now a Carolina Panther, gets the opportunity to make the Bash Brothers 2.0 with Jeremy Chin. Uh, I know Jeremy Chen. Xavier Woods, too. He's going to really be back there with Xavier Woods, we're guessing, right? Yeah, I mean, well, it depends on what we do with Jeremy Chen. But as of right now, he's listed as a safety, so I'll count him as such. But uh, Vaughn Bell, former New Orleans Saint, it's another Saint player, uh, agreed to terms with Vaughn Bell. Uh, Vaughn Bell gets a three-year, $22.5 million deal, $13 million guaranteed and this man is a hitter this man will put the boom on folks and that's what what we want here in carolina to have that vaunted feared defense again and now i I mean you can make the argument that we have the pieces to have one of the best defensive backfields that the panthers have ever had man dante jackson's coming back jc horn as a first round pick Jeremy Chen, Henderson, I mean, whatever, dude. Now you're not killing my vibe tonight, Tony Dunn. This is a fantastic fucking signing. We have a bunch of young, talented dudes, and now that we have an actual set of coaches that can really get the best out of these dudes, man, I'm I'm pumped. I think this is a great signing. He was a great player for the Cincinnati Bengals as well. Uh, This was Bob also uh, because. Uh, Von Bell was a safety for the Saints previously, too, before he was with the Bengals. He said, first, he messaged me about Von Bell, and he said, y'all are getting a great one in Von. And he said, uh, I asked this, mainly a strong safety, right? He said, mainly solid awareness in too deep coverage, reliable in slot coverage, excellent in the box against the run or as a blitzer. And you know that Ajiro Evero's system really has a lot to do with having a feisty secondary it feels like mm-hmm. right i mean if you go and look at what they were able to do while he was in with the rams and the jalen ramsey group but then what they did amidst losing bradley chubb von miller they didn't have von miller last year they had bradley chubb and they were really a sharp sharp defense and they did that a lot with kind of that smart linebacker cornerback play and uh i think that there's kind of talent all around in that secondary now, like you were saying. He had four interceptions in 2022. I mean, one of the main criticisms that we had was that Xavier Woods couldn't catch anything, man. So many drops. And I mean, listen, I don't know what the future is for Xavier Woods, but to me, I mean, when you're signing Vaughn Bell to a three-year deal, this tells me that they want him to be a you know a part of our defensive identity on what we do going forward. He's a big time hitter, he's a ball hawk, he's done nothing but impress since he's been in the NFL. And I'm loving this this free agent signing, man. Let's keep going, rocking and rolling through free agency recap for the Carolina Panthers. Legal tampering open today, and there was a lot of news. Bradley Bozeman. It uh, looks like this. This is, I don't know anything about this uh, tweet here, about this tweeter, but this is the first one that I've seen that has a dollar amount. 
says, have uh, Panthers have a deal with center Bradley Bozeman to keep him here on a three-year, $18 million deal? If that's true, it is. that's a steal. It, it is. is. It's only $6 million a year. Go ahead, CK. Holy cow. Yeah, it's, it's real. And, uh, you know, it's it, – it, it, it's, it's, listen, here. I'm happy as a Panthers fan because it leaves us not reeling from signing him to a long-term deal, if you will, right? However, I also feel bad because the center market has tanked this offseason. Um, and he he was the product of that last season as well. Like, he wasn't, he got a one year deal. It wasn't worth a tremendous amount of money last year. And he played extremely well, probably a top 10 center in the league. And he's only getting $6 million per year. Like, it's not a great situation to be in, especially for a guy who is an anchor on this offensive line. Um, I mean, I'm happy to have him here. I feel like it's great for Scott Fitterer. I don't know that we can give this all to Scott Fitterer that his contract is that low. I think it has a lot more to do with the fact the market wasn't really allowing for there to be a lot of competition for the offer that we made to him. And so at, at the end of the day, he had to really weigh the pros and the cons. And at this point in time, I think uh, staying in Charlotte, not moving his family around and one season after moving already from Baltimore, I think is going to be best. And he's not that far away from his home in ten- Tennessee, you know. I think and this look, is a great signing. Can we be yeah. real for a minute? If you were following this all day, dude, we started to get fucking nervous, man. Like it was, it was so long. Like I was I mean, working we were, on a blog post, dude. I was we working were, on a blog dude, post. We were, about this. Panther Nation was collectively wondering, dude, what is going on? Why is it taking so long to sign Bradley Bozeman? It just it, it, it didn't make sense. We knew that the Panthers had extended an offer to him, but we just hadn't heard anything uh, until like literally about 30 or 40 minutes before going live here. And dude, I, I had a pit in my stomach. Like, it, you know, right. uh, Look, this was the story I was working on, dude. Pa- Panthers initial free agent acquisitions don't include Bradley Bozeman or Deontay Foreman or uh, Dante Foreman. And I, like right when I mean I was just getting done with it, kind of getting to the it, point where, and then it was like the news <laughs> came up. I was like, man, I'm glad I looked. There you go, really oh, man. So uh, go. as a Panther fandom, we all collectively just breathed a sigh of relief because also something important to remember is that you know Austin Corbett tore his ACL in the final game of the season, so he's probably not going to be a day one starter. Um, you know. uh, uh, Brady Christensen had a high ankle sprain. So, I mean, we don't know who the left and right guard at the start of the season is going to be. If we would have lost Bradley Bozeman, that would be us starting the season, potentially without all three of our interior offensive line players from last year. Yeah, there's, it's there's, not there's wise. There's no way that that, that could have been okay. I'm also a little, I'm getting to the point where I'm, I'm not irritated with fans being fans, but everybody just assuming our offensive line was fi- is fixed after last year is that it's just because it was better than we've ever seen last year does not mean that we should be done improving that Certainly group, not. what yeah. injuries can do to that group. They're already some of them injured in dealing with injuries. They can't, you, it just doesn't replicate from year to year. So I just want to caution people or at least is try to bring back some reality is like the offensive line is never fixed. It's just better than it was. 
Well, listen to Tony being the wet blanket here instead of yeah. me. How crazy is that? Like, I, look, I, I agree with you. It's not fixed. But, man, from the improvement we've had based on what I've seen in years, I can't by any means look down on what this offensive line has done. Now, if we can continue to do this performance, it'd be fantastic. And I think that this Bradley Bozeman sign is that anchor you need right there. Yeah, it's and a start. A steal, too. It's just I, I'm I'm thrilled for it. I understand what you're saying, but for once, I think I don't want to. I don't know. No, man. it's good. I just, I just it's good. I'm just year, saying yeah? this is that Corbett. Look, it's just that the the line when we were in 2015. The the thing is, we had a line that was much like last year's. It was better than we were accustomed to seeing in Carolina. And the thing is, is they stayed relatively healthy all season. You had uh you had a Quanu healthy last year. You had Brady Christensen. Brady Christensen healthy for the most part last year. Mm-hmm. Taylor Moten healthy. Also, yeah. And so I, I look, I think those are all good. We can see what a good offensive line does for a team. Right. Because we've seen what it does it, what a bad one does. I'm just saying this is like, let's just not trot those five guys out there and say everything's going to be okay. Be ready for uh be ready to get better each year at every position and also add horses to the stable because nothing goes as planned i do want to put this out there because i am you know i paid to re-up the website in november every november i get a cold dose of reality of how much it cost me to run the carolina cat chronicles.com which i don't which i've neglected for a, a large part i am committed to re-getting this thing up and i think we have the fan base now to do what I really envisioned this to be. If anybody's interested in writing from, and the whole goal is this, is I want just like this podcast to be, we're not journalists, we're football fans. I want it to be a fan website about the Carolina Panthers. If anybody is writing and uh, interested in writing or contributing, I'm open to it. I want to just open the floodgates and make it something that we could all work together on. You guys let me know. You can find me on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. You can email me at Carolina cat chronicles at gmail.com. And Cody, there's 267 people watching. Oh yeah, there is. Yeah, man. Listen, if you know anything uh, about the C3 Panther nation, we love talking Panther football, but we also have some guilty pleasures around here. And one of those guilty pleasures. Oh yeah, baby. It involves getting shamed by the voice that makes the voice. Codizzle Allen, talk to these freak shows. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I want to say thank you for tuning in on a random Monday to talk about free agency frenzy. The Carolina Panthers, for the most part, got better today. And you saw C3 went live and you said, let me watch these guys. Let me go see what they have going on. And you haven't hit that like button yet. We've been sitting here talking for the past 30 minutes and you haven't said, here, let me do something free to help these fellas out. Well, I have one thing to say to all you absolute freaks. Subscriber shame. Two hundred and sixty-nine people, ninety-three likes. Hit those likes. Hit that subscribe. Read the notification. Hit the notification bell every single time the C Three Panthers podcast goes live. Hey man, we don't take any time off. There is no off season 
for the C3 Panthers podcast, man. Help the channel grow. Help us be seen by Panther fans everywhere. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe. Hit that notification bell. Uh, donation, white chocolate espresso with the four ninety nine says, I don't know what I'm more excited about, Panthers or the Charleston Cougars at March Madness. White chocolate is famous. He's on the news. He's being interviewed by uh, reporters. He's a big-time fan, you know? What a great answer, by the way, if you see his tweet. He's first decked out. He's got the basketball jersey on, which I love this is because my – my alma mater is far bigger than the college he's going that he was cheering for, but I've seen different programs that basketball programs was struggling um, following before. Let's just put it that way. And he had the Jersey on They're asking, they said, so when'd you become a fan of this team? He said, I think it was today or something like today, like right now, baby, I'm in this. Well, you are on the ground floor, folks. Kev, you're on the ground floor. There's only one way, and it's up. Those Cougars look mighty young, though. I will say that. Those Charleston Cougars. Look at this man. He was on the news. He was literally on the news. He's a real man. It's awesome. (laughs) Ground floor right there. Ground floor. You know what? Let's open up the phone lines uh, for a second. I just got a call in uh, momentarily again. So let's take some calls at 252-228-5098. Tell us what you think about the Carolina Panthers' first foray into free agency when it comes to these defensive acquisitions. The signing of Bradley Bozeman and really the fleecing of the rest of the league. If Jimmy Garoppolo's numbers are Giants, Sam Darnold is now going to go to the one person that might actually make him good with Kyle Shanahan. Holy cow. Free agency, the NFL. It's so much fun. Let's take some calls, Cody. So what are your thoughts on catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, Very uncomfortable. How do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good. Like a three and a four and a who's that guessing in the back corner with his face buried in his nose. Who's that kid? Tony Cody CK and the Bat Daddy Redneck Chippendale Boys Hoy. Tell me, guys. Yeah. I want to hear from each of you. Who would you choose with the first overall pick and tell me why? And also, what did you think of the NFL doing flag football? See, and I was reading somewhere that the NFL is secretly experimenting with doing more flag football, more flag football youth leagues. And to someday transition to flag football because football is too physical and too tough for the players. I mean, we already have the officials way too involved in these games. And if the NFL was ever to move to flag football, would you guys quit football? Because I know sure as hell I would. Anyway, what are your thoughts? Bye-bye. Yeah, if it was the official NFL, dude, I need violence, man. I'm a Neanderthal. I make no apologies about it. I want to see dudes lay the boom on one another. Dude, I'm I'm all for the violence, man. There's no way. It's not even that. It's are you going to pay somebody $230 million guaranteed to play flag football? They can play flag football. Like, let's do this. I'm down. I I don't believe no, I wouldn't do that. The, the, I don't believe that the NFL wants to transition to that in the future. I think what this is is that you have such an important product. You need the best athletes in the world coming to play your sport. 
And as more and more we kind of become aware of life and the long-term effects, we become more informed on things. It's like, how do you teach kids how to play football? Yeah. But not have them wrecking each other when they're young. And you know what? To be honest, it could make arguably better football players in the long run because you're developing. Yeah. Well, you're developing all these more skills. So yeah. uh, As you go along. And then when it becomes time to, yeah, how many of those young games do you watch just big people win? Oh, I mean, you know, it's sure. just like but just size again, and might. Love. But here, but you know, I understand that. But like here is there's a reason that every player in the NFL who is good was a quarterback for their little league team. For the, it's just like just give the ball to him. It's an over simple. It's such a simplified version of football. Are you really teaching the game? Right. And the nuance is it to the children, or are you just teaching them to roll over their enemy? And right. as they get bigger and become more adult and uh, more aware of their dis- their uh, decision making as a as a you know a young adult, high school, college, NFL, they can take on the risk of playing that sport more independently than putting a six year old out there and saying, "Put your head down and go." beat that dude up who's two times for, your size for for younger kids and for the pro bowl yeah i'm all into it man sure if it's yeah. safer and it makes for a funner game um but listen i want to talk real quick he mentioned who we all want uh at number one and uh, listen let's be very real we have a lot of time to talk about this this is an evolving question like this is the great debate but potentially one of the all-time greatest debates in Panthers history. I mean, this is a selection that is going to define the next decade for the Carolina Panthers in who we pick. Either Bryce Young from Alabama or C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. And this is a big-time decision. And, I mean, fans have been kind of debating this back and forth. There's a sentiment that as long as we come away with one of them, we're doing pretty damn good. You know, because both of these guys are very highly talented, very highly evaluated. But, man, there's so much to break down between these two guys. Uh, this is going to be uh, – I mean, this is literally going to define the career of Scott Fitterer and just about everyone else in that front office right now. That's how big time this is. Yeah, I would say right now – the thing that I'm worried about most is the last time we had the number one overall pick, we earned it first and foremost. I want to make that clear. And we, we decided to go with Cam Newton. What was it? The alternative people were saying was Blaine Gabbard or who was it? That was in that draft yeah. class that was saying, yeah, it was it Blaine um, that they were saying like, should be the number one overall pick. And you know, there's, there's a concern that I have when you look at the history of the number one overall pick, and there's a there's almost like a 50-50 shot that this dude is going to be a star or he's going to be a bust. And I'm just hoping to God we get the Cam Newton of that uh options, right? Of those of those uh, uh you know <laughs> those question marks around whether they're going to be a good quarterback or a a a, a franchise quarterback or really just a uh, a backup uh for the rest of their career. I'm just hoping I'm hoping we're on the Cam Newton side of that uh that coin flip. I think that's an excellent point, CK. And you're right. The odds are exactly 50-50 superstar bust because at the number one pick, you get the – that is what the level of assessment, that is what you – the expectation for the number one pick is. 
if you're the number 22 pick overall and you turn out to have a pretty good career, you don't have that um, that expectation. I think Jared Goff's a great example of this. A couple of those quarterbacks that you are that that you probably are classifying as busts. And when you look at those first pick, Goff, um, who's the one Baker Mayfield, you could put up there. Uh, who might be a buck? Who uh, who else? Uh, that list that they put up today, and it was it was about like there were about half and half, and I think mm-hmm. they yeah. half were great was generous too. You know what I'm and, saying? And, really, and oh, Trevor the, Lawrence, who else? Yeah. Uh, Joe Burrow was the number one. Kyler yeah. Murray was the number one. Um, you know, Baker Mayfield went number one. Jared Goff went number one. There, there have been a bunch of number one picks at quarterback right now. But also, you know, there's this sentiment. I want to make sure I like really hammer home how important this decision is. Because, uh, you know, and this is before my time as a football fan, but there was a draft with Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf. And before that draft, everybody was like, oh, man, Ryan Leaf has the big-time arm. Maybe he has more upside. Maybe he has more potential long-term in the NFL. And, dude, one of them ends up being a Hall of Famer, and Ryan Leaf goes up, goes on to be one of the biggest busts in NFL history. Mm-hmm. So if you're the Panthers sitting at number one right now, you know, as fans, we might be able to look at the film and the highlights and say, oh, okay, either C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. But jobs are on the line, man. And if the Panthers get this decision wrong after giving up all that draft capital to go to number one overall and they pick the wrong guy, dude, that's a stain on the history of the Carolina Panthers that is not going to wash away very easily. So in the coming months, we're really going to have to break down a lot of different questions. Are you comfortable with the type of quarterback that Bryce Young is being so cerebral pre and post snap that you're going to draft him and be your franchise quarterback, even though he's probably 200 pounds max soaking wet. Are you comfortable enough with that kind of a player? CJ Stroud, you know, they took a lot of time behind that Ohio state offense for the coaches to be able to get the play in. So the NFL speed is going to take some time for C.J. Stroud to pick up. There's lots of questions that are pertinent to this discussion mm-hmm. that are being had right now amongst the Carolina Panthers. This is I, where I'm just going to flip, flop, and waver every every which argument is made for me. Though Cody mentioned the, the Peyton Manning, Ryan Leaf. There could be a scenario, hopefully, where both two quarterbacks could be good in one draft. So that is... Mm-hmm. The it doesn't have to be either or, but you're right. The gravity of the situation is very big. I mean, the stakes are very high uh, because getting it wrong just continues to set you back into a spiral because you can't just give up after year one. Generally, you don't unless you're the Arizona Cardinals and they're still spinning tires right now, you could say. I think the the way... When it comes to Bryce Young, and I don't want to get, we, I want to turn this over to Sam Darnold, the 49ers, some other quarter, quarterback yeah. talk shortly. A bunch of other news to get to. Yeah. Um, I wonder if this is like at some point is is the it factor. How do you like monetize, uh, not monetize that, uh, qualify that, quantify it, quantify the it factor? Because 
that's what you're really going to have to say is like this guy has something that just it's not physical and not just mental. You know what I'm saying? It's like a lot of people can be smart. It's under the pressure of the moment, those types of things. Is that outweigh his size? And then you have to ask, does CJ Stroud have it, that it factor? And I tell you, boy, would this conversation be different had Ohio State found a way uh, yeah, to beat Georgia? Yeah, it really might. No. It's and, like we would – this would be game over. If he went on to win the national championship, it would be C.J. Stroud. 100%. 100%. And can, can I just point out, too, like when I look at this conversation and I think about this whole thing, I, I got to look at what, what we're pointing out as the two problems. Like with with one, it's the size. With two, it's maybe what's as, as far as being the head, okay, the psychological aspect of it. I can teach a player to play better, and he can develop into a better player. I can't make somebody grow. That's so when I look at those two problems, one is fixable, one is not. Now, it may not be a problem in the NFL, but if one is fixable and one is not, and there's a possibility of both of them both of them happening, then maybe I want to go with the That's one that point. I could possibly fix. And that made also quarterbacks like these two guys, generally getting picked number one, are going to a team that is garbage. Carolina is not garbage. Exactly. We have a solid offensive line. We maybe need to get some receivers. I'm, I'm not, you know, we have some holes to fill, but he's not going to a team. We're, we're kind of in like year three of a rebuild and at the right point to pick up a rookie quarterback. Good defense, good offensive line. Like that's what you need for I a rookie sure quarterback. This sounds to succeed. so good. This so, is kind of the perfect situation in all honesty, yeah. because if you think about, and I know we don't get, want to get stuck on just the draft because this is about free agency today, but um, it is a great problem to have. I think this is almost, I know that costs a lot to do this, but to be the number one overall draft pick, like Greg says, you're a bad team. Like the Bears were one of the, they had so many holes to fill. They had so much cap space. Um, the same with the with, way with the Falcons, right? You have to be really bad in order to get a quarterback at the number one spot, right? Whereas we didn't have to be bad, right? We were a few games, we, we weren't great last year, but man, we have a lot of the pieces that we need to be a good team. And when you look at the defense, you've got Saints uh, podcasts or people out there who are writing articles for the Saints saying the Panthers defense is going to be even more of a problem for them than they had been in the past two years where we've held them to 11 points per game on average, right? Um, and over the past two years, which is an incredible number. Um, so now our, our defense is getting better. There's a lot of things that are positive about our team to be picking number one and getting like this guy's whoever we get, whether it's CJ, whether it's Bryce um, or how, whether it's eight, you know, Anthony Richardson, they're coming into probably one of the best situations. The number one draft pick could ever come into. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, just based on the situation alone, it's an incredible situation to be in. I want to go ahead and plug tomorrow night, 9 PM, the C3 Panthers podcast, the longest running Panthers podcast in our 11th season, every Tuesday night, nine o'clock. We, Chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. We'd love for you to be a part of the community. You can call into the show. We'll take some calls. If they come in right now at 252-228-5098, we'll play them. But the way that the cat calls line works is you can call at any time. You leave a message. We'll play it on the Tuesday night show. So tomorrow night, 9 p.m., we want to see you guys back here hanging out with us talking about this. We will be talking on tomorrow night's show about is there anything to – the story 
or the potential, or is there any potential to the Carolina Panthers actually moving out of the first round pick oh. that they just acquired? That is the I big storyline that's behind it and really part of the Tuesday it. night show that we are so going to be focusing on as we continue to watch free agency unfold. Let's go to the quarterback situation here. Uh, we've been talking about who the Panthers are going to draft at quarterback, but now look at this, guys. We're learning more and more about what the room will look like by what it won't look like. Sam Darnold has signed with the San Francisco 49ers on a one-year deal, and you know what? I'm happy for the guy. Yeah, agreed. I'm happy yeah. for him, and I tell you this. This is the one place you want to go mm -hmm. if you're Sam Darnold. You know what? Sam Darnold may have gotten a little bit more mental toughness to him over the last year and a half in Carolina. He had to deal with a lot. I think that he acquitted himself very well at the back end of the season for what he could do. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, that's typical Sam Darnold, but, you know, the team wasn't necessarily great all around him. Kyle Shanahan is a guy, look, and this might, he might actually freaking get an opportunity. Trey Lance, nobody knows what it, he was going to be before he got hurt, really. Now he's only coming off a very serious ankle injury. Brock Purdy, his arm has to work. He just got Tommy John surgery. Yeah. You might be looking at damn dude. Sam Darnold they, on the damn one. San Francisco 49ers with Christian McCaffrey. Week right? one, dude. And honestly, I think that this could be a big deal for him because if he can go there and even catch a spark of what he did the last half of the season with us, like the dude could go out there and actually prove that he could be a starter again. Um, I don't know that he I don't know that Lance would be able to beat him in a in, in camp based on what we saw last year. Trey Lance was not the guy like I know he only had a few games under under center, but the dude sat for a year to be able to develop into a good quarterback. Um, and he did not show any signs of a guy who who had a year of learning the NFL systems or anything like that. So Sam Darnold could go in there and win that uh, that battle um, and, and start week one. Uh, and it's a big time deal for him. If he if he can take that uh that uh that team and, and actually have them winning early on, I think it's an interesting uh uh an interesting situation to be in for him. Here's an interesting question that we need to ask uh 49er fans and probably have a writer come on and talk about this. Has Kyle Shanahan ever not gotten a quarterback to work? He yeah. was an offensive quarterback. Yeah, I mean, at his time in Cleveland look is like he was uh, with Johnny Manziel. And to be honest, Johnny Manziel wasn't just terrible on the football field. That wasn't necessarily what it was. It was the whole Johnny Manziel saga that was a big deal. I wonder who his quarterbacks think. Matt Ryan got him to work. Jimmy G's gotten him to work. Brock Purdy got him to work. Uh, got Kirk Cousins to work. Got RG3, I think, yeah. <laughs> I think he's with RG3. Yeah, yeah, no, crazy, yeah. Man. It's crazy. No, that's a that's a that's a good list. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, listen for that same point that you just he made. He didn't get Blaine Gabbert to work, by the way. Who was well, that? I mean, with? you know, you cannot you can't get blood from a turnip. That was, was that, uh, that was, was his with first the year with the, yeah. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Was but, that the uh, start of the whole season? But listen, I'll, I'll say this. I mean, I don't think that the 49ers should give up on Trey Lance. I think they should still give him an opportunity to see what he's got. But, dude, listen, just to to keep it on Sam, it, it's so easy for fans to shit on Sam Darnold. You know, he's had a lot of downplay in his entire career. But you can make the point that Sam Darnold went to some of the worst coaching scenarios 
that you could ever go into coming into the NFL with Ryan Gase up there in New York. Then he comes here for the final days of Fat Mule's idiot ass. I know. I ruining, know. ruining the Carolina Panthers. You know, uh, Sam Darnold got us off to a very hot start last season. And then I don't care what anyone says. At the end of this past 2022 season, Sam Darnold played the best damn football of his entire career. He made some incredible throws down the stretch to DJ Moore, Terrace Marshall. He took care of the football. You know, it's, it's easy to kind of clown on this guy, but he's really had a rough road into the NFL. And at the end of the season, he had us feeling like we might be able to sneak into the NFC South. So I'm happy for Sam. He's reuniting with Christian McCaffrey over there in San Francisco. I'm pumped for him. And I'm just you know hoping that he continues to get an opportunity to, to show his thing. I'm thankful for services rendered. How about that? Yeah. All right. Let's take another call. What is up, C3? Anthony from Charlotte just wanted to call in quickly. I know y'all have a show tomorrow, but quick shout out to Greg for helping me make my intro that he's working on right now. And secondly, these signings are awesome. I don't care what anyone has to say about them. I'm actually watching the stream right now, but I had to call in um, Von Bell, Bradley Bozeman, and Shy Tuttle, all great signings. Scott Fitter at the laser eyes. And tomorrow I will be giving my secret opinion on who I think the quarterback is for this team it, with the number one pick. Keep motherfucking pounding C3. All right, man. We appreciate it, man. Anthony uh, from Charlotte. Let's go through with another call. Yo, Zessie out from Utah. Yo, guys, let's fucking go. Looking good so far. I mean, Bozeman by far the best signing of the day. All of our starters returns just hope that Corbett and uh, Christian can come back healthy. They should be good to go. If we, we got a little bit of depth, you know, but happy about the Bozeman signing. Tuttle signing, he's a saint, but goddamn, I mean, he's a big boy, you know, at nose. Um, and then, whew, we need that D-hop. Who need that D-hop trade? Because we need a receiver <laughs> bad. We're feeling we'll be pretty sick, you know, just someone, someone. And don't forget, boys. Don Kincaid, keep pounding. Let's fucking go. Keep pounding. Great. Uh, can I ask real quick? Like, I, I, I agree. I would love to get DeAndre Hopkins, but what do we trade for him? Like, like what can we possibly give up for DeAndre so, Hopkins right now? Yeah, it's so, a, well, probably an Amari Cooper type trade. Well, Jalen Ramsey just got traded from the Rams to the Dolphins for a third round pick and something else, but it was not a lot. Yeah, and, and a tight end. Dude, you're telling me that we can't get DeAndre Hopkins for a third or a fourth round pick? I'm pretty well, sure they, we have two even, of those anyway. Would you give up last, a second Greg, round for here's him? The th- 39. Would you give uh, up for See, it's I think that's getting no, too that's rich. No, that's too rich, I th- and I don't think that's okay. reasonable at this I point. I think though, okay. what you have to think about, Greg, though, is it's not really trading for yeah, – for us, it's getting DeAndre Hopkins. For the team that they're going to have to release him, at some point, like they just can't pay that. So it's whatever team does trade for him is just agreeing to be able to pay whatever right. he's left on his deal. Like they can right. afford it and they will allocate that in their time of the, you know. So that's why I think the pick, I think when CK mentioned kind of like an Amari Cooper deal is like sometimes these are more like, hey, 
we'll buy some of that debt off of you with a draft pick. Right. Right. You know, it's it's yeah. gonna I think that especially with his age, when you see what he went for um Amari Cooper meeting, I think what he went for a fifth round to the Browns or something like that. It was something crazy. Right. And he's younger than DeAndre Hopkins, if I'm not mistaken. So um he's not you're not dealing with a guy who's um who's a a, a super young guy. So I think I think Hopkins is going to cost a little bit more um, than what Amari Cooper do, did, but I do yeah. think that it's going to be, um, it's not going to be a second. I think a third is probably the sweet spot, maybe a third and, a, and like a sixth round or something like that. It might be two picks that are going to be later round picks or something, but I could see that being the case. Do you all think we're in the running? Do you think? We're, no. No? Okay. I want Dude, this to be, just, but I don't think so. All right, we're going go to go. It's, it's hard to say. Because then you're depending upon your draft to be able to add more weapons, and I think if Aren't you're, you doing that going, anyway? if you're, yeah, I mean, but listen, if you're, nah, you can't expect if, them to be starters, dude. You can't go in. You can't draft and. Count that's what on I'm saying. Every, so how yeah. are you? How how are we going to get rid of DJ Moore? By far our number one. We're going to get somebody. There's gonna, we're going to get somebody. DJ Shark sounds like, good. Dude, listen, like it's one of the things that we that we hated with Cam Newton that we didn't put an abundance of talent around cam while we had him on a rookie contract so if we're going to get bryce young or cj stroud we it is incumbent upon the panthers to get an exterior threat at wide receiver for their young quarterback we will it's, we it, will it, we will but you're not gonna do we must have it yeah but you don't have to have the guy on day one Right, so the the Panthers are going to be able to bridge that, and it's a lot easier. And I know that when people when people hear me say this, they're going to say this is ridiculous. The wide receivers are not as expensive as th- as you think. The first, the top fifteen wide receivers in the league are expensive as shit. Right, the next crop is 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 expensive, but there are a lot of guys out there who are productive and good, savvy receivers late into their career that ain't gonna that don't take a lot of money. So that could get us by as you're grooming the rookie and the next big star. We don't have to get an Odell Beckham Jr. We don't have to get DeAndre Hopkins. But a guy that's equivalent to what was his name? Marvin uh Lou, not Marvin. The God, he was he was in Detroit for a couple of years and then he's been with the Jags the last couple of years. Marvin Jones. Yeah. Right. Like some players like that. Think of what Cotri was late in his career. Yeah. Think of um there's guys like Brandon Cooks floating around there that aren't giant con- that don't c- come with the money that uh, here's DeAndre my, guy, though, man. Here's we my only problem, guy. and here's why I agree with Cody on this. Patrick Mahomes became a superstar because he had guys like Tyreek Hill and uh, Travis Kelsey, right? Josh Allen became a star because he had guys like Stephon, Stephon Diggs. G- Stephon, St- uh, Diggs. You have Justin Herbert became a guy because he has guys like Keenan Allen, right? Like they have guys when they're talking about superstars in this league. Let's talk about Burrow. He didn't come on until who came on his team. Jamar chase. Like, I'm not saying he wouldn't have done good, but I'm saying like, you need a guy. You need talent. You need you talent need for them. A guy. I'm just saying you don't have to get it before. Separation on their own. All right. Look, we're going, we're moving on to the next call, but Cody, all I mean is this, is that if that person is not the guy that you envision, whoever the name that is going to fill that void for you is not feel, filled by April or even the beginning of the season, 
I wouldn't say that we haven't done it yet. Maybe it's the next year as part of the plan. I just don't think if we don't do it by next week, don't freak out, folks. If we don't go get a whatever, yeah. Odell yeah, listen, like like uh, Pan- like Panther Pickle said in the chat, it's only day one of tampering period. Yeah, we, we still have time. Listen, man. Uh, and, and by the way, shout out to uh, AVI underscore Mike on Twitter for the fire Scott Fitterer edits that I've been using uh, for our, for our thumbnails. He's great on Twitter. Check him out. Um, I, I had to make sure that I mentioned that and give credit where credit's due, but um, so we need oh. to give some, we need to give some credit to Fitterer. Give this man some time to cook. He's been doing nothing but a fantastic job thus far. I, I think that we need to, you know, give him the benefit of the doubt, trust him, and let that man work his magic. Let's go. I think this is Panther Pickle. Hey, I like all the signings. Uh, this is Panther Pickle, and I think we've done a really good job this year, this off season of of sorting through things. Now, um, some fans though are a little down, folks. You got to remember, we started out today with twenty two point five million available in salary cap, and what did we do? We spend it logically and correctly. Now, um, the Atlanta Falcons, as some folks are wanting the safety that the Falcons signed, the Falcons gave him the very first year, they gave him $23 million. We would have been under cap. Brandon Bozeman wouldn't have been back. Uh, we wouldn't have got that other safety. We wouldn't have got the defensive lineman we got. Uh, none of that would have happened if we would have signed that one player. That's what you got to think about, that one player. Now, we need to smile a little bit, and we need to have faith, and we need to enjoy being a Panther fan. Stop always looking negative and looking down. Tell them, Pickle. Yeah. you got to smile a little bit. Keep pounding, folks. No, I mean, I I don't think he's talking about anyone specifically, but – you know, we've been through a lot of bad in the past few years, and I think there's a tendency for people to want to look for the bad, like to kind of look for the downside. I mean, I, I just think right now there's an incredible energy and excitement running throughout Panther fandom that everyone's feeling, man, we have 322 people watching right now. People are excited about the Carolina Panthers, and instead of getting caught up on, oh, we didn't get this player or that player, the Panthers are making moves. They know that their time to win the NFC South is right now. Have a little faith and keep pounding, baby. That's it. All right. That's this, all this next call is going to pair next uh, nicely with our next discussion. Cody, as we have, or as Pickle mentioned, this is the first day of legal tampering, right? And we are pumped. We're pumped about the news of the potential of getting a franchise quarterback. We like uh, the kind of, steady the course these opening um, selections or uh, acquisitions were for the Carolina Panthers. And we're going to go through and look through what we believe could help this team going forward here. I think this call is going to take us right on that trail. Uh, Hey guys, this is Evan. And I just want to call you guys and say that I'm uh, excited about the future and I'm happy with the signings from today, Monday, and uh, I'm hoping tomorrow and Tuesday we get a few more signings, and I'm really hoping we see something on if we're signing Dalton Schultz, Mike Gusecki, the those two tight ends, or just a receiving tight end in general. Um, I'm also hoping to hear some more news 
on any receivers that we might get, whether it's D Hop, uh, Hardman, DJ Chark. I mean, just any of those free agent guys that are trading for somebody. And I'm also, I'm also thinking right now, I'm fine if we tra- uh, draft Bryce Young or CJ Shroud. And I'm really hoping for CJ, but I'm fine with either one. But also, I think CJ is the better fit and the better one for us to go and get. And uh, one more thing is, is uh, I don't believe all those people that say we're getting fleeced or we got fleeced. I don't think we did. I don't think we gave up too much. I hate that we gave up DJ more, but uh, I like the trade overall. But yeah, you guys all have a good night. Peace. Good call, man. We appreciate Great. it. I yeah, I, I I'm weird about like how we got fleeced in that trade. We'll right. talk more about that tomorrow night. Um, that we're not thinking about. Look, the first, the big free agents though available right now, Orlando Brown. Uh, he wants. This is kind of an odd, odd storyline with him leaving, being traded from Baltimore, him playing so well, and nobody he plays really well, but nobody wants to pay him uh, and it, keep him around. Is it nobody wants to pay him, or is there something we don't know about him? Is the question. He wanted to be paid like a left tackle. I think that's why they sent him away okay. from Baltimore. And then the Chiefs just went out and paid somebody else in free agency. Yeah, they, that's they, who they, they did. Them. And there's rumors that they're going to be trading for Tunzel as well. Yeah. So, um, and then so we don't need another safety, right? Yeah. Uh, so CJ, James uh, Bradbury. Some people want that, but that's a little costly. And I just don't know that. I mean, I think he would be a great fit for this defense. Um, you know, and I think that that would be uh, a dream scenario to have him back in Panthers uniform. Unfortunately, I do not think that is a possibility with so many needs on offense right now. I don't know how Odell would be with a rookie quarterback. I don't want, I don't know how Odell will be in a non like major hub city, to be truly honest with you. I don't know, like, I don't know Odell. I just feel like, I feel like the outcome or what the production you're going to get from him is less than what you're going to have to put up with. Well, I mean, it it depends on who you're able to surround him with. It would be difficult to sign him as a true number one wide receiver Mm -hmm. at this point in his career. I mean, he's getting closer to 30. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, the Rams had him in a really good situation because they were able to use him in the slot, kind of use him situationally in different. Yeah. Yeah. And like they weren't depending on Odell Beckham, you know, force feeding him like the Giants and the Browns tried to do. So he would be a good complimentary signing. I mean, look, I'm not complaining if the Panthers sign either of those dudes. Right. Like I'm saying, right. we we need to uh, sign, in my opinion, sign a difference maker on the outside for the Panthers. If If you want to give your rookie quarterback the most even playing field coming into the NFL, go all out and give him every single advantage that you can possibly give to him. If you don't want to trade for DeAndre Hopkins, then yeah, you should consider Odell Beckham Jr. And the Panthers were at a workout that Odell did recently. So I know he kind of carries that diva tag and everyone thinks that he's a, a locker room cancer. A lot of people in our chat room right now think that, but dude, I just don't think that we're in a position to be turning down talented wide receivers 
at a time when we need them more than turning them down. I don't think they're gonna. He's gonna want to come here. Is kind of what. That that's kind of my point. Yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not a big because it's Charlotte. It's not New York. It's not yeah. Dallas. It's you not don't even have a quarterback like, no, no, right nobody, now. You're not making the Super Bowl. He wants to go Charlotte. be a star somewhere. <laughs> like nobody wants to go vacation in Charlotte. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, like it's, yeah. not, it's not it's not a spot people want to go to visit. It's, it's, it's not a big club. And don't get me wrong. I love Charlotte. I want to retire there. And I'm not saying that OBJ is going to be a bad receiver if he comes in. If he came in and he did well for us, that's the difference. If he came in and did well for us and like was like a top five receiver, top ten receiver, like he wants to get paid like, then I would probably put up with more of the stuff that he does and probably look yeah. past it a little more. I this should is, not be a terrible would. pick right here. What is that? Nelson Aguilar? Ah, no. He is just, he's like, unfortunately. He'd be a good vet he's like presence. a uh, what's But he would be, he would Much be basically. Yeah, he would be basically like, uh, I mean, we've just been recycling like Jericho Cotri. Our entire, for the past there five years. Like we've we've just been recycling those types of wide receivers for the past five years. He wouldn't be a number one. He wouldn't be a guy. Quite honestly, I think I don't know that he would be able to beat out Terrace Marshall Jr. for a number one role in this in this uh, in this uh, wide receiver core. Um, I'd be more interested in some of the people that were up at the top um, edge. You know, you have Jadavian Clowney. You have Frank Clark. We saw that. Um, there's some there's some good defensive end and edge options down there, but I'm also interested in tight end. Dalton Schultz is still out there, but he's probably going to garner uh, a, a bigger contract than we can afford right now, if I had to guess. Um, he's coming off injury, though. Like he missed, half, he, he missed half the, fr- the season with an injury coming in. Sure, but he I was also one DJ of the more Shark would fit really well with uh, what Frank he Wright would. likes to do. And that would be a fantastic I, I, I like receiver Bills. for CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. He has that mm-hmm. top end speed too. Another LSU guy to pair with Ter- uh with Terrence Marshall, another LSU receiver. Um, I don't we, think we, the we answer is Gasecki though. I don't it think it. Well, why not? We need a tight end, dude. It's not well, like he can't block. Like Ian Thomas is Ian ever going to. Is, is you know is ever going to be the answer? He, okay. he offers nothing in the pass catching department as much as we've wanted him to. Uh, White Chocolate Espresso has been banging the table for Hayden Hurst. Uh, he played with the Bengals last year. He was drafted by the Fal- uh, the Ravens. In fact, I believe he went to the Falcons for a little while. Ended up with the Bengals. I would love that. That would be a really good free agent signing, in my opinion. Um, where's where's Jake Buck? We just need weapons. Jake Butt man. does not. Weapons. Did you say Jake Butt? Jake Butt. Where's yeah, Jake Butt? Jake Butt. He's not <laughs> in the league anymore, I don't think. Uh, By the way, Jerry Montt Jones has already signed, um, or he's expected to sign with the Seattle Seahawks, so that's not an option there, Chuba Wubba. I don't know. Uh, no, see, the Jake Butt, the, uh, the, that's all part of those those tight yeah. ends that made and me take the position. offer to Deontay Foreman to come back with the Carolina Panthers. So an we offer did? is, yeah, an offer is out there for him. Oh, I hope he takes, uh, it. he just has to sign it. And we don't know what that, what we you know, what that number is going to be either. Uh, there were rumors that uh, Austin Eckler, the running back for the chargers, uh, wants to be traded uh, away from I'm Los not, Angeles. Um, he's uh, going to want a contract. It's just not yeah. worth it at this there's point. There's a trade. lot of there's a lot of big name running backs. That's what I'm saying. That's why I think right Foreman now. is has a good shot at coming back to the Carolinas because when you look at this free agent, uh, the free agents uh, running what backs right Kareem now. Hunt? 
I mean, you could go that route, but again, he's going to ask you, but you're going to be paying him. Like that's, you have to, you're going to have to pay him like a starting running back in this league. And I, do we really want to go down that path again? No, right? The second, no. or do we want to go with yeah. Foreman? Who's proved enough to be a, uh, a guy in this league, but maybe not a top 15 guy, you know? And so I think, I think you need to go. I think Foreman is a great uh, centerpiece and he's going to be able to do enough to keep the pressure off of a young quarterback like CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. I think Kareem Hunt could do both. It could be a good addition, but you're right. It comes down to the money and how much does Foreman want. Uh, Cody, do you have something to say before we go to the next call? Um, I mean, no, just, you know, okay. looking at what we were able to do last year, Foreman was incredible for us. I'm I'm a bigger fan of Chuba Hubbard than almost everyone else on this podcast. Yeah, like, you are. I, li- I, I like his potential. He's a bomb, dude. And we were we were able, we were able to break some records last year with this offensive line and these two running backs. So uh, I hope that he signs it. I hope we don't break the bank, dude. The Panthers of all teams should know you do not break the bank for running backs. I know Kareem Hunt is old too. If you think about it, like, you know what I'm saying? He's been well, on the league really. for a I wouldn't minute. say he's old. He was with the Chiefs for a few years. Yeah, then he's he was with, with the, the Browns. Chiefs. He's been he in the, the league Chiefs for like for the, six years, man. It was, was drafted the same year as Mahomes. Mahomes. Yeah, I was going to say, Mahomes You uh, is not, he's not like, you know, it's not like an old, old. Is he getting up there for wide receivers? Sure, he's starting to come for to that running point. Back, uh, yeah, running for running back, back I mean. Um, but I just, I think that Foreman is a better option right now. Um, and you know, we do have Chuba on, on the, on the roster as well. So I know that those aren't upgrades from what we had last year. Cause it's the exact same running back room outside of CMC, but we're, we're saving some money in the running back department. Um, by the way, Draymond, uh, Jones or whatnot, his deal is ridiculous. Three years, $51 million. The dude is getting we weren't coming close to touching that. Sorry, guys. Anybody who wanted him to come to Carolina, we were not in the. We weren't even in the ballpark for a guy like that. All right, Can let I, me go ahead and let's go ahead and get to the next call. Well, okay. Well, I'll say real quick before you do that. I just want everybody to know I'm running polls in the chat all night long, and all night long there's been landslides. Everything I've done, and right now I'm asking who is the tight end you want to sign: Gasecki, Schultz, or Hurst? And it's like. 33 33 33 right now so this is a very divided opinion vote keep in the us chat up the date on polls. the ch- yeah keep us up to date on the polls because i can't see them in the comment section here through Streamyard. let's go to the next call hey guys it's the girl that makes them howl aka joey the blind panther so happy to be doing this two nights in a row ladies and gentlemen and that's special and my answer is yes, it is special, but not as special as the Carolina Panthers having the number one pick in the NFL draft, which literally happened as soon as I got home from work. And I had spent the better part of an hour and a half hitting on my paratransit driver because we blind people do that from time to time. I know what buses. And, uh, I know what buses he rides. So yeah, I get home doing that. About to go to dinner. I check my check the time on my phone, and what do I get? WSOC TV. Carolina Panthers trade for double one pick. Now hey. I don't like that we got rid of DJ Moore. I love DJ Moore, but then again, well, it's more so that I don't like that DJ Moore's gone. But I understand the thought process about that. You know, is DJ Moore going to want to stay? 
you know, I don't think he would want to stay, especially if we didn't have a quarterback. And him approaching. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Is what, 25? Yeah, 25. You know, him approaching pretty big contract numbers, perhaps. He's almost going to be 30. Yeah, I think it, it, it sucks, but this is one of the things you have to do. Plus, the Bears really needed a wide receiver for Justin Fields. And this, this is great, man. This, this is so great. Free agency, you know, we got Bradley Bozeman. I don't think that was a hard decision for him to take. Of course, he wanted to stay in Charlotte. And if he didn't, big girl Nikki was going to go down to a big boss man's courthouse and get, a, get her a divorce, I bet you, because she loved this place. But I'm super happy about the Panthers. I'm really excited, almost as if it were July right now, and it's only March. I got a long fucking way to go. Anyway, guys. Wow, wow, wow. The DJ Moore thing is is honestly going to be one of the great tragedies of the Carolina Panthers history because we have been fighting tooth and nail to find a quarterback to throw the ball to him. And the only reason we're about to have one is because he's no longer here. And it's such a heartbreaking thought because the dude has been here under so much scrutiny, under so much pressure to perform with these mediocre at best quarterbacks. Um, And the, and he's just taken it. He's even signed an extension with us in the midst of all of that. The dude is a, is a, is a champion, man. He does. He deserves to have a quarterback. Who's going to be able to get the ball to him. I just, it's such a tragedy that the dude was not able to stay here and experience what a good quarterback on the Carolina Panthers can do for him. It's just, man, it's, it's tough. It, It makes you think, uh, it makes you feel a little bit, uh, it, you know, it, it's, it's similar to Cam, man. We we never really gave him an opportunity to be the best version of himself outside of maybe one year. And that was just mainly Cam putting this team on his back and carrying them, right? So it wasn't even necessarily that we were giving Cam everything he needed. It was Cam just doing what Cam did in that moment in time. And now we're we're, we're almost in the same boat with DJ. Uh and while we're on the topic of DJ and just want to remind you guys uh, to check out carolinacatchronicles.com. I already had somebody message me interested in contributing. We're trying to, or at least it's just kind of a project that I started. This was the first thing we started, really. It was the website, the podcast all together back in 2013. And, uh, you know, we've invested so much energy in the podcast. It's been so wonderful. But this is something I just want to, it's kind of like a legacy thing. I don't want to quit uh, carolinacatchronicles.com. So I'm going to make it open for everybody. It's been open for everybody. I just got to push it. You guys, let's make this website what you guys, the C3 Panthers community, wants it to be. I put out this today, though, uh, a fan's thank you to DJ Moore. And the reason I wanted to bring it up is two reasons that 
CK uh, brought up is the not the irony, but the connection of the storyline. In fact, it was my final thank you in this uh, CK mm-hmm. was uh, my final thank you was for being the bright spot in the midst of darkness. Uh, but he may actually, I read, you may actually be the part part of the actual light at the end of the tunnel. DJ Moore, he came to play every week, but without a quarterback, that doesn't matter, right? Uh, hopefully, we'll be yep. thankful to DJ once more, though, because he might be the reason we get the quarterback, ironically, or uh, interesting. But I, I wanted to continue with that, CK, is, you know, every great, every fan, you know, DJ was a fan favorite. Let's just put him in the fan favorite category. Yep. He was a fan favorite, not because people just liked him, but but he was a good player and people loved him. He joins the ranks of all the fan favorites. There's only like three or four fan favorite Panthers who played their entire career in Carolina. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, And if you think about this is like, let's start with my first love, Julius Peppers. He didn't play his entire career in Carolina. Uh, they wouldn't pay him, right? Uh, well, no, we nah, wanted to he pay wanted him, to leave. He wanted to go test the waters elsewhere. And he knew what that Carolina was in a great spot, it looked like. Steve Smith finished playing in Baltimore. Cam Newton went to New England. Uh, DJ Moore now joins the ranks to going um, to Chicago. I know the list. Uh, uh, Jenkins, Chris Jenkins. Who was the fan favorite? There's only like two or three. I expect CK to get it first. Who's the fan favorite that did play his entire career? Uh, Thomas and, Davis? Or no, Luke? he went somewhere yep. else. He went somewhere else. Luke? Luke! Did yeah. um, Dan Morgan, he never went somewhere else. He retired here, right? Ooh, I don't know. Um, yeah, I was going to say Mike Mike Mentor, I think, is one that Moose did it. Yeah, Moose and uh, No, he played in Chicago. Oh, uh, um, yeah, okay. <laughs> Even John Casey wasn't with I us. Know, the he went time, somewhere so. else. Yeah, but I think uh, Luke Keekley and uh, Luke Keekley is um, is the answer there. Here my here's my here's my thank you, Mike Rucker and Mike Mentor. Yep, yep. Uh, here's my thank you list to oh who was the great uh, corner the best corner we had before um. J.C. Horn, the last guy, not Godfrey. Oh, Jordan Gross. There you go. No, oh, Jordan Gross. Who was the corner? We had a cornerback that was real good. Um, uh, Gamble. Was the, Gamble. I wonder if Gamble played for anybody else. That's what I was thinking about. I, I couldn't. I couldn't recall. Um, yeah, I was trying to think of somebody else, but I, you know, I I want to say one, but he didn't play his entire career here because we didn't exist here. But you got to put Sam Mills in that category. Yeah, but he was he played, the back played, end of his career. He played the what was he played for the Carolina Panthers and coached for the Carolina Panthers for as long as we existed for the most part. Why do you keep taking my story down? I just wanted to show my thank you. I want to show it. I thought you were look, done. No, look here. Is this uh, this is what was my thank you note to DJ Moore? Thank you for the greatest regular season catch in Panthers history. Right. I mean, is the greatest regular season catch, arguably the greatest pa- catch in Panthers history, which then was negated at, uh, sadly in winning the game because of the helmet. He took the helmet off after the Hail Mary. Um, the other thing is this: thank you for three one thousand yard seasons 
in spite of having to play with Kyle Allen, Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold, and friends. Um, his productivity was incredible given the revolving door, right? Uh, thank you for being better than Calvin Ridley. If you guys remember when we drafted DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley, we had the choice. And to be honest, though, is Calvin Ridley got a lot of damn touchdowns, though. I ain't gonna lie. But, um, and also, thank you for teaching Robbie Anderson about the team mascot. What's that bear doing? That's Sir Purr, DJ said. Well, now Anderson isn't with the team, and DJ is that bear. Thank you, DJ Moore. Uh, That's what I was saying. You like this is man. He didn't even read my stuff, dude. DJ Moore. <laughs> so you know what's funny, and we're gonna have to think about this every time we see a Justin Fields to DJ Moore highlight. Is that could have been in Carolina? <laughs> we we could have drafted. Yes. Justin Fields yep. and give, and giving him weapons of Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore. Um, and that's a different timeline somewhere out in the Panthers multiverse. You know, uh, kudos to those multiversal people who get to experience that. But one of the things that I've said is I genuinely believe that Justin Fields and DJ Moore have the potential to form an incredible bond and be one of the best wide receiver quarterback combos in the NFL. Like it, it takes those two guys coming together to be able to bring out the superstar potential in both of them. And I do hope for DJ's sake that he does get to do that. You know, he barely ever got more than four touchdowns in a season, and it was never his fault. All those names that UNCK just mentioned that he had throwing him the football. Dude, that's rough, and it's next to no consistency at all. And DJ just took it on the chin. He was consistent, over a 1,000 yards receiving almost every year. I mean, shout out to DJ. We love him. We're going to miss him. Even his mama put out a farewell to the Panthers on Twitter. So that was really nice and really cool. Um, but shout out to DJ, man. He's, uh, he's going to be missed there in Carolina, and we might have a hard time replacing his productivity. All right, let's go to the next call. What's up, C3? Uh, Panthers Kingdom podcast, leaving a message. Von Bell, man, that was a great signing. Bradley Bozeman is back. And uh, I would also like to uh, thank you guys for helping me make my channel. Uh, Appreciate not, you. You're not literally making my channel, but you gave <laughs> me the confidence and yeah, the uh, – that's all I have to say. I'm sorry about my uh, rambling, but uh, thank you guys oh, good, for uh, everything that you do in Panthers King, Panthers Nation, and uh, uh, see y'all C three Friday, free for all. Bye. Keep pounding, baby. You know, Tony. That was a part of the reason why I started the free for all, man. You know, and letting people know, hey, to come on camera and talk about our favorite football team, the Carolina Panthers. It's not as hard as you think it is, man. Happy to inspire people to continue to make their own content. Uh, you know, Anthony is getting ready to make his own channel. A lot of people have been getting their own equipment and doing their own thing. And like I always say, the rising tide lifts all boats, man. So Panther Nation, support Panther Nation, and uh, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe. Don't let them yeah. think it's too easy, Cody. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> it's not... 
Super easy, but it's fun you to know, do. The man. hard part is just keep doing it. That's the hard part in yeah. life with anything. Just keep doing it. So, uh, Greg, you're on mute. So if you're talking to us, felt like he came in there saying, "Oh, maybe." Uh, I, I was saying it's like an Iron Man suit. You always want to upgrade. There's always something you could tinker with. So just yeah. start small and then upgrade. Yeah, uh, and my other piece of advice to people is start. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. uh, just start. I mean, if you wait till everything is perfect, it's never going to be right. That's what my dad told me when it came. I was like, man, I don't know if we're ready to have kids. He said, if you wait till you're ready to have kids, you're never going to have kids. You know what I mean? It's just I, uh, like. I, I'll tell you this. I mean, like, you know, Greg said we constantly have to upgrade and constantly have to upgrade. Man, when they when they offered me the job here and paid me $300,000 a year, I was like, you know, I have to take it at that point in time, right? Yeah. I mean. I, I was pushing for more, you know, like I, I wanted to get at least half a mil. I tried to convince yeah. them to pay me less. So. Like I was like, you can't, you can't <laughs> afford this. Like <laughs> you guys are swell guys. I know <laughs> I'm sitting here like hemorrhaging under my bad credit score. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that we, uh, just shout out to C3 on one, once and foremost, uh, thank y'all for what y'all do. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, I think we take Anthony Richardson. I think uh, he just seems to be the fit, man. Like, Will Levis is not the move. CJ Stroud's kind of short. I mean, both guys are kind of short. So, I don't know. We got the number one pick. We're going to make it happen. We're going to keep on pounding. Uh, we're going to get a decent tight end and Hopefully, fill up these gaps in uh, free agency. Uh, thank you, C two, for all you do. Thank you. You pounded, you can't man. Handle the truth. Holy <laughs> cow, Anthony Richardson, is that the truth? I put that. I put that uh, vote in the chat earlier, and actually, Anthony Richardson had like five percent votes. So, by the way, update: tight ends: Gasecki, Schultz, Hertz. Gasecki's at thirty-eight percent. Schultz is forty. And Hertz is twenty three with one hundred and seventy six votes. Nice. And so, and so right. um, and real quick, uh, eighty nine J Stubbs with the four ninety nine love bomb says, "Keep pounding. We need a defensive end or a wide receiver." And by the way, I wanted to put this out there, uh, Panther Nation, be vigilant. This is smokescreen season. If you're yeah, gonna start, no if you're right going to start believing. Everything that you hear, dude, I have some property on the other side of Jupiter to sell your ass, <laughs> dude. So you we're already starting to hear rumors. Oh, Panthers coach Frank Reich loves Florida quarterback Anthony this guy's Richardson. Been putting out everything. And may have been there and may be their top pick, according to Peter King. Well, this is Peter King that's apparently saying this. Um, but the me, Cleveland guy is also pushing those tweets about us trading back uh i mean look let's He's talk about the, this no but you know what i'm saying no i'm not saying that i'm talking about the guy that tweet you're showing this guy is part of the smoke screen is what i'm saying he's not this isn't just the one tweet he's put out there that is pushing this kind of narrative well the thing that uh i love uh jj watt put a tweet out not too long ago um, just a, maybe last week that said, if you're hearing rumors, it's because somebody wants you to hear them, right? These things don't come out uh, unless they are wanted to come out. When you hear 
Lamar Jackson turned down a certain contract. It's because the Baltimore Ravens want the public to know that they have offered him a ridiculously high contract that he's turned down, right? It's not like they're not willing to pay him. They're willing to give him a contract that makes him an incredibly wealthy person. But that's that they're putting out that information as a PR move for themselves, Mm -hmm. if not even a negotiation tactic, right? So we all know that when you hear something in the media that is a rumor, it is not a rumor that is out there for just the purpose of you knowing about it. It is a purpose behind it. It's a plant. It's a plant. I want to know who this Kleeman guy works for. I want to know who Kleeman's guy is, though. He's got... He's one of the channels in this propaganda network we're watching. CK said something earlier, though, that made me feel uncomfortable. Oh, God. And that is oh, when wow. you were talking about the Blaine Gabbert and the Cam Newton stuff. Yes. I know Cam Newton was so successful. See, the thing is, is people tried to pitch Cam Newton as having so much, uh, so much risk to it. But he was so successful, too, in college. Like, I mean, so it was like, it wasn't like he was just, like, all upside. Like, I think the Richardson guy is all, he hasn't had the success at the collegiate level. But when you were talking about the Cam thing, I was like, man, am I just too scared to pick Anthony Richardson? And that's why I want Stroud or Young. Are they, are Stroud and Young ultimately my Blaine Gabbert's? You know, and I don't I don't think it's a perfect analogy. But, yeah. But what I'm saying is this is if if the fear is they're not good enough, you know, it's kind of the Calvin Ridley DJ Moore thing. It's who's better right. now and who's gonna be better in four years. Well and the, we thought DJ Moore was gonna be a better receiver in four <laughs> years, and we thought Calvin Ridley was a better receiver then. Well the the problem is we fall into this this mindset after the combine because like we can go back and look at Anthony Richardson's tape and it doesn't look as good as CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. Period. Not it at all. Now, yeah. Yeah, now, not close. When I look at Anthony Richardson at the combine, I look at that guy and say, "I want him to be my, be my quarterback." Like just just by looks, right away, that's my quarterback. He looks right good there. in the that, football. That's the guy I want to be said. my quarterback. But I have to pull myself away from that and think about it. The tape does not line up what we saw in the in the NFL in the combine. No. Plus, while he had great numbers in the combine, you know, uh, a high jump and and a, and, a, and a forty is is awesome, but it's not that useful for a quarterback in the NFL. You're never going to get a straight line shot to run <laughs> down the field in the NFL as a quarterback, and the high jump really doesn't matter that much. So when it really comes down to it, I've got to pull myself away from the. Uh, recency bias of seeing the combine because he definitely won the combine. Yeah, like he looks like he the needed guy. to. He looks as he like was the supposed guy. to come out of that looking like that, right? But like that's what that event like made for. Yeah, he didn't look well, college. So, and, and you know, again, none of this is to say that Anthony Richardson can't be successful. Agreed. I mean, maybe if you put a starter in front of him for a little while and let him sit, let him learn the NFL game. He has not played a lot of football. He only had 13 snaps as a starter for Florida. Um, he, he had some backup starts. snaps. Yeah, 13. Yeah, it starts for Florida. He had some backup snaps the year before, but it was nothing substantial. Listen, so this if sounds like if an identical yeah. prospect to Trey Lance. Like outside of the, you know, he's clearly a better 
athlete all the way around. But I think that's, yeah, like I feel like that is when you when I hear yeah. what what Trey Lance was at that time, he didn't have the the starting pedigree in the in college level, and you were really just drafting him for his upside uh, and his athleticism, right? I that scares me a little bit. If I'm being honest with you, if we want to start talking yeah. about him being compared to Trey Lance, Trey Lance has not transitioned into this league in a very successful way just as yet. Agreed. Panther Nation would be fucking devastated if we traded up to number one and picked and, 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 and took either of Anthony Richardson. God oh, forbid they take Will Levis, dude. Oh. We're gonna <laughs> burn Midstreet <laughs> yeah. to the ground. Why oh. Big Jordan said it great. Happened. Why Big Jordan said it great in the chat? He said AR was our guy when we were at nine. Right. Okay. You know, right. Yeah. And I Levis was our that. guy at, at nine. I mean, you could probably. I know people get feisty or salty about Levis, but those guys aren't in the conversation anymore. You wouldn't think. Yeah, no, man, no, dude, it's, it's, two guys. Uh, they, they're not in the conversation. You yeah. need to take two of the guys that are the best throwers of the football. And the film does not lie. That is by far Bryce Young and CJ Stroud mm-hmm. uh, m- moving up to draft either one of those other two quarterbacks. They are projects. They're not ready to play right now. You should have resigned Sam Donald if that's what you intend to do. Um I mean, listen, right now the great debate is between two men. It's C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. And it's really as simple as that, man. Uh, Real quick, Donnie Lynn with the super $10 super sticker. Appreciate you, Donnie. Um, Yeah, I I mean, there's no reason why the Panthers should be entertaining Anthony Richardson at all anymore. That was at pick nine. Dude, we're at number one. You have to take the best quarterback available. You can support the podcast by hitting the thumbs up button, subscribing, hitting the bell for every time we go live. There are ways to monetarily support the podcast, but your calls at 252-228-5098, you're supporting the chat. Those thumbs up are greatly appreciated. Consider becoming a C3 super fan, and thank you for all the people that have supported us throughout the years and tonight especially. Let's go to the next call. What's up, C3 podcast? This is Nick Hedden. The What's going on? Hope everybody's uh, well. Um, I really enjoyed um, the uh, picks and the signings today. Uh, not really picks, but of course, but uh, the signings, I mean, and the moves that have been made. Um, it just goes to show you that, you know, um, that Scott has said, hey, let me do the full, give me my full GM duties and let me do my thing. Um, I wanted to address... Uh, Decisiveness on um, o, uh, OBJ. You got to look at it like this. Um, when's the last time you heard anything about him doing anything out of the ordinary? You know what I mean? Like, this is not the same OBJ that was warring, you know, going toe to toe with um, J. Moore. You know what I mean? Time in the league. Um, time in the league, not only that, experiences as far as injury setbacks and things like that, a lot of these things humble you. you know, a lot of these things have a way of maturing you. So, you know what I'm saying? The OBJ that you may be getting today may not be the same OBJ that you would get maybe 
five years ago. So I don't think we really have anything to fear in that regard as far as him being a D or anything like that. All I ask is that he is able to deliver the same production as he was um, before um, the recent injuries. Y'all keep pounding. God bless. Peace. Keep pounding. I like that call. Actually, I agree with him. Uh, I don't think OBJ is a true number one anymore. I think he shines when you put him on it. Like, if we still had DJ and OBJ, I think that's OBJ's best scenario right there. To have DJ on one side and him on the other. But I don't think he's the number one guy anymore. That could be wrong. Yeah. Is, and I, I, I don't know. I'm not really ready for those types of additions until we get closer to not this season, but like where I have my belief that we're going to be close to winning is more than just optimism right now is the only reason I think we're going to be good is because man, we should be better than we were last year. Cause we got a better coaching staff and we're getting better. You know, like I, I, I don't really need the Odell Beckham name right now. I need, I would be happier if we were like, Oh man, we got this guard. Yeah, we we signed this guard, and that's going to free I, us up in the draft to maybe pick a running back. I would rather for us to do something like that, so where you can go into the draft. So when I mentioned Kareem Hunt earlier, he's only twenty seven, but like, you know what these these are the type of players in the positions where they're not dime a dozen, but they're easily easier to find a guy that can contribute early, running back, wide receiver, something like that. Go out and get me another guard for well, the rotation. Hey, can I raise you a one Jerry Judy who I also like, I do played, like this name. Also played at Alabama. The Broncos have had trade talks with NFL teams about wide receivers, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, and Cortland Sutton. Judy. So the the Broncos are looking to move some pieces. Dude, could you imagine? Let's just say hypothetically. Bryce Young throwing to Jerry Judy, dude, that Alabama connection here in Carolina. Like, that's the type of stuff that I'm talking about. If you're going to have an elite franchise quarterback, at least one that you're hoping is going to be elite, you have to put weapons around him early on. That's the type of pick I would love. And keep in mind, well, well, Hmm. I don't necessarily know, but keep in mind, we have. Uh, we still have our 39 pick, which I'm not necessarily willing to give up. I don't want to, but we also have three, I mean, uh, two third round picks. So oh. we do have some firepower to go out and be aggressive. I, I wouldn't mind that at all, man. I think it was criminally under service with uh, Russell Wilson as his quarterback. He was good. Yeah. And Jerry well, and Judy, way- to be honest, has been productive every year of his career, despite crappy quarterbacks and just just keep in mind he's you know i feel like it's uh, people are maybe misunderstanding cody cody is not saying jerry judy was playing with uh with bryce young um he's saying that it would be an alabama connection that's all he's saying not that they were on the team together um right but but it is like i just what is they're saying the asking price is high what is too high for us to to trade for if it's just a third round, I'm saying let's rock with it. We can't well, do our second round because our second round this year is like a first because it's so high up in the draft, right? Yeah. So you that, wouldn't want to do a second for him. 
Well, that's what I was going to ask. Is there any wide receiver worth trading the 39th pick for? For a proven number one guy, you're guaranteed he's going to plug and play proven number one guy. Would you in trade a mind, second round pick for him, 39? I mean, in, in my mind. Got to pay him pretty soon, though. Yeah, but I mean, still, he's on a rookie contract for right now. It would be about, you know, I, I don't know the exact dollar See, amount, but I mean, he's still on. Oh, I mean, is the no? The question is: Is you get if he's on? He was a first round pick. Yeah. Oh man, he was a first round pick, right? I yeah. wasn't bad. Yeah. He's only played two years. Yeah. No, That's three. What I'm saying. Three, and if you, three. if you, no, get, this if way, you, so you would get year four. See, this is the thing: you get this four year five. You get you this year, to, then you get the fifth year option. But you would have to do the fifth year option right now. Today, yeah, you'd have to do it immediately. Hmm. Which, mm. why not? Yeah, why wouldn't you? You're right. Go all in. I mean, if you're going to go all in, go all in. Who would you rather yeah. have? Look at Jer- stats, Ju- who would you rather have? Jerry Judy or DeAndre Hopkins? Hopkins. I would rather Hopkins. him be able yeah, to teach but, yeah. uh, teach TMJ and Shai Smith about how to be a, a good receiver, even uh, LaVisca Chanel, you know? Yeah, but how about this? Would you rather have Jerry Judy or uh, a pretty good wide receiver in this draft? DJ, well, how about this? Would you rather have Jerry Judy for a second for our 39th or DJ Chark for our third? Mm, probably DJ Chark for the third. Okay. I mean, yeah. again, I really like Judy, but that 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 39, Dude, 39 he had pick, that could be a really good player for us. It could be, but Judy could be a good player for us. Yeah, I I, uh, I, I hear it. I hear it. What, what are his stats, Tony? Uh, he played uh in fifteen. Ga- it was he started fourteen games. He had sixty-seven catches for nine hundred seventy-two yards, and he had six touchdowns. He had eight hundred and fifty-six. The question is, what's up with these this catch rate here? He had. Um, uh, well, you, you know, is that bad mind. quarterback? Is that drops? Is it you combination? Had, you had Teddy B in twenty-two. Remember that. Yeah, uh, or twenty one. I mean, and then last he got year he had, too. yeah. Then last year you had Russell Wilson. He only he. Hold on, how was he, he not have starting in twenty? Hold on, he, hurt. he was hurt last year. I know. Well, not in twenty twenty one. He played in ten games, but he was only starting in five. Mm. Why? He must have been uh, injured. That is weird. Yeah, hmm. he must have been injured. Look yeah, at this. He had a forty six percent catch rate. But he had 856 catches his I mean, yards his first season. That's wild. Yeah, I li- I like Jerry Judy. I think he's kind of like a bot. He's like got size and speed, which I like about him. Um, yeah, but that's what the- TMJ is like. If you were to have a quarterback that could get the ball to him, I feel like you have that same that he's basically the same thing as Jerry Judy. Just hasn't been given an equal opportunity. I think so. Yeah. How do you? What do you think about that yeah. co- comp, Cody? Say the comp again. Jerry TMJ. Judy and TMJ being similar in. Uh, uh no, I think TMJ is a lot taller. Um, how how tall is Judy? He's like six foot, right? He's not. He's not. He's not a tall guy. What was? Didn't TMJ run a really fast? Didn't he? Yeah, TMJ was faster. I think Terrace ran a a four four zero. At the combine, so uh, I mean, uh, but uh, again, Jerry Judy was a number one wide receiver type of prospect, precise right. route runner, 
can, you know, put defensive backs in a blender. I mean, yeah, he could do it all. I mean, really, like I said, at this point, at the receiver position, I'm not too picky, man. I just want to see a really good talent added to this team that's going to help one of our rookie quarterbacks hit the ground running, whoever that ends up being. Yeah. Don't you think that that is in a class? If you go to this draft class, there's no wide receiver in this group that people are just gushing about to the level that they will be next year of Marvin Harrison. I know you like the Zay Flowers guy. There's like three players, though, and none of them are like, oh, this is going to be Megatron or whatever. But the good news is that I could see every one of these wide receivers making it to 39, and we would have our pick of the litter of the best wide receiver in this group. I know there isn't like a a clear – I mean, and that it's might be not controversial, a receiver all but, the way until the second round. Not I mean, one. but I mean, maybe not at least maybe top five receivers. But I mean, like after that combine, I know that combine is like got a lot of people shook about this wide receiver class. I could see them ha- having a lot of people falling to the second that need that should have uh-huh. been first round picks before the combine. How tall is this guy? Um, see, I don't five think any nine of, and a half. See, this is, is there, the problem. None of the receivers in this class are big and fast and strong. Yeah, I mean, they don't necessarily have it all, but look, let me tell you, dude, this uh, this guy, this you watch Smith it, yeah, Steve Smith loves this guy. When you watch this guy on film, his separation ability is second to none, man. He ran a 4-4 at the Combine. He has elite top speed, separation ability, yards after catch ability. He has versatility. Dude, imagine like a faster Debo Samuel. This dude is built like that. He's super strong. And, yeah, he's already drawing that uh, uh, Antonio Brown, Steve Smith kind of comparison. So, I mean, I would love to have this guy if he's available at pick 39. I've heard a lot of rumors that he might end up sneaking into the first round because people are so high on him. He might be a late first round pick. But, man, if the Panthers could somehow figure out a way to get this dude on the team, oh, dude, I'd be jumping for joy, man. Here, tell me, did we hear this call? I don't remember. Yes, sir. We traded up to the first overall pick. It's your boy, JJ. Um, I was calling in, of course, because, you know, I mean, like, I think by this point, we all know we want to call. Did I play this one yet? I can't hear anybody. Is anybody listening? I'm not talking. Yeah, I'm, I, I don't know if I've heard that one or not. Okay. No, that was, no, that was, that, that was new. Go ahead. We, okay. So, uh, we all got our feelings on, like, who we want to be the quarterback or whatever. But honestly, how do y'all really feel about how much we gave up? Do y'all feel like we gave up too much or gave up way less than we thought? I mean, like, it's getting annoying to me because everyone keeps saying we got rigged. But I don't think we really gave up that much because, I mean, like, we switched first-round picks this year. We kept the first, second-round pick this year and gave up the the second one and, I mean, like, giving up a first next year and DJ Moore sucks, but, I mean, like, to try and get your franchise quarterback, I don't understand how, like, you don't really look at those two and what you gave up, the two things you gave up, and see that as a win-win, honestly. It's not a C. 
deal. And honestly, I don't, I don't even really give a fuck about that second round pick in 2025 because we're still going to have a first round pick that year. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, like, tell me what y'all think about that. Of course, who y'all want. Um, of course, I want to see a Buckeye, but, um, yeah, or whether or not you'd even want to trade the pick, but yeah. Sounds great. Looks like we got good things heading forward and for the Panthers. But well, what what are your what what are your predictions next year? Honestly, in terms of record, you know, I know we got a lot of a lot ahead of us still. We did just sign Bradley Bozeman. Uh, I'm hoping we can sign the tight end or or a wide receiver before free agency's over, before the draft gets here, of course. So uh, keep pounding and use that code C three. Hey, keep pounding! Shout out, JJ. Um, I mean, listen. Let, let, let's let's. Y'all want to talk about this trade back for a minute? Because again, there's all these rumors that the Panthers um, would like to trade back. And first off, first and foremost, I don't believe them. I, I just don't. I think that if the, if the Panthers have enough conviction to move up to number one then they have someone in mind that they're moving up for. Um, so, But with that said, if the Panthers are going to trade down, there's only one trade partner to be had. It's the Houston Texans. That's it. Because you have to guarantee that you walk out of this draft with either of Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. So you can only go down to number two. I said this on Twitter, and people thought that I was crazy. I said they need to give us their 12th pick this year and give us a first-round pick next year, oh. either the one that they got from Houston or the one that they got from Cleveland. I don't give a damn. People need to understand the gravity of the pick being made. Whoever's picking number one has such an incredible say-so in the future of both of these organizations. Like that is, and it you know we have all the leverage. If they want a, a player like Bryce Young, well, damn it, make them pay to go up and get them. See, I, I think there's just if there was a clear cut number one like a Trevor Lawrence coming into this, where there was nobody else even close to his level, then I think that you, I could agree with you on that. You could hold him hostage. I don't think there's that guy though. I think that. We may be able to finagle maybe like a next year's first round pick out of them to move down to one to guarantee Bryce Young if that's the guy they want. But they're not going to mortgage their franchise or their future when the consolation prize is either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, where they're at right now. If they were at like number five or six, then yeah, maybe. I just feel like you can't get a first round pick this year and next year for them to move up one. Maybe one next year, but I don't think this year's possible. I mean, maybe not, but it, it, again, to me, it's all on how much do they want the number one pick. If they are in love with Bryce Young, good, but the constellation is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's what that that that's yeah. what I'm saying. But I mean, that's only in that scenario. Like I said, I don't think they're going to trade back. I think they want to control the draft. They want to have their say of quarterback, and I think they're going to pick a quarterback in number one. But it has to be Houston if it was to happen. No I one agree else. With you. I agree with you. And I think it would, if anything, if for some, it would be unprecedented, I feel like. Um, 
The other thing, too, is even if it was that smart, would at any point, would this start to say, like, gosh, did the Bears do it too quickly? I know the Bears wanted to figure out if they were going to get a wide receiver before they hit free agency. But the idea that, like, the Bears were just, like, the first person that called. I just saw a tweet, too, that said that Houston was talking to them about moving to number one. So somehow that we got it done, but I don't know. It's like, it was just like this. It was like, uh, you want to trade? Yeah, let's do it. Boom. Probably because because the compensation was more from us than whatever it was going to be from Houston. And and look, like I, I said this on Twitter, the Panthers essentially lost one first round pick. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's 2024 first round pick. We still have our we, we still have our second round pick. We still have a second round pick this year, which by the way, the pick that we gave them, I mean that pick number 61 is damn near a third round pick more than it is like a legit second, you know, a legit second round pick. Yeah. So we I mean this is in my opinion the best possible deal that the Panthers could have made to get up to number 1. Oh, Danger Duck, uh, 19282 Whitaker says, Chris Campbell, Luke Keekley, Mike Minner, Charles Johnson. Pretty sure that's in reference to all the players people, who yeah. Yeah, that finished but their career. Didn't Charles Johnson go somewhere else, or did he no, retire? No, he, he retired. retired. Right. Yeah. But wasn't he looking He's for from Atlanta. Him, though? He's from Atlanta. I don't know. Well, that's a good question with someone else. Um, um, all right, last call of the night. Hey, guys. Panthers Kingdom to uh, leave another message. Uh, anybody heard about Zane Gonzalez returning we to the Carolina Panthers? I was just Eddie about Pinero to pull it walking. up. He read my mind. According to uh, Panthers Nation webpage and Facebook page, uh, it's not set in stone, but uh, they they said that uh, Zane Gonzalez will be our kicker next season. And um, if those rumors are true, I'd like to hear what you guys think about it. That's all I have to say. We definitely got fleeced by by the DJ more trade. That's all I have to say. Oh, stop. <laughs> um, Zan Gonzalez is going to be the Panthers kicker in 2023, and Eddie Pinero is expected to generate significant interest on the market. What wow. do you guys Pinero think about good. this, man? Um, it's interesting um, because this is two years in a row the dude has got, injured himself uh, kicking wasn't wasn't both of them on the side like practice kicks as well. So he got hurt the year before too. I didn't yeah, remember that. Yeah, he got hurt two years in a row. I'm pretty sure if I'm not mistaken. Because remember we brought in the the guy who had the mustache, the giant guy. Yeah, the guy that looked like the Puerto yeah, Rican version that? of a, like a, a Fabio or whatever. Yes, that dude. Um, and uh, I know we brought him in in the middle of the season because of something happened with Zane. I Zane's, thought that was that Zane. I'm pretty sure. Is well, Pinero? No, I thought that. I thought we had that other dude that went to the Commanders that we had Let's to see. deal with. Joey Sly. Joey Sly. But he went. He's been with the Commanders for like three years now. It was like we've been That's without. Him. Yeah. It, well, is I mean, uh, Pinero the guy that missed the extra point and the, the in, in Atlanta the field yeah. goal in Atlanta? Yeah. Okay, bye, dude. This guy, all right, so... Uh, uh, cool bye, dude. Bye, dude. I'm uh, cool with that. Gonzalez, <laughs> so. this is necessary. This shouldn't be surprising. You couldn't go... Look, you have money allocated to Zane Gonzalez already. You signed him on yeah. that two-year deal. You got screwed in that first... You already had to pay double kickers last year. 
Yeah. So you might as well wait and see as we get closer to training camp because these guys, it's not like they're out of shape and game shape. These guys just get go kick at their high school or whatever and stay in shape. So I don't think jumping prematurely to pay Eddie Pinheiro to shore up our kicker deal was so necessary, given that we don't really love any of them. Yeah, we should the use name a second round were, pick for a kicker. The you name know, you were thinking of of the of the mustache guy was Ryan Santoso. Yeah, so, yes, yeah, this Ryan dude is the, he's one of my favorites. All right, here's here's the situation. Um, in uh, we got to put up a okay. pick in week fifteen. Um, and the matchup against the Buffalo Bills in twenty twenty one. Gonzalez suffered a quad injury in warmups and had to be placed on injured reserve in that game ending the season. On March 9th of 2022, Gonzalez signed a one-year contract extension with the Panthers, um, and he was placed on injured reserve on August 30th after injuring his quad during the last preseason game while warming up. So two years in a row, his, his season was ended due to a quad injury warming up. Mm, don't like that. Yeah, he signed with the Giants. Let me ask you this. Uh, did why we, won't it did show we... you this tab? This is, you got to see this thing big. Like this, there might not did, be. Here it is. Did we make the right decision between Eddie? No, we should have kept Santosa. Look at this. No, dude. <laughs> he was like six. Tony, seven. you love mustaches, man. That's what <laughs> it is. So. You love a he good does. mustache. He does. He does. Tony loves a handsome man. He won't lie to you. Man. <laughs> I, love, I, love, I love good storylines. Yeah, and, you, love, uh, you love a good jawline, a good mustache, <laughs> a nice head of hair. Yeah, I don't blame you, man. He's a, he's a handsome, he's a handsome son of a bitch. Uh, but listen, um, I, I'm okay with Zan Gonzalez. I do think he was more consistent before he got hurt um, than, uh, than, you know, Pinero does. And it's hard for fans to swallow that, you know, missing the field goal in Atlanta when he had the opportunity, man. That's that's a rough look for What was him. that, week one? Uh, no, you're, no, 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 no. I'm talking about Atlanta. The Atlanta game. Atlanta he missed, he missed, he missed the extra point that lost, yeah. and then he missed the game-winning field goal in overtime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he missed that. Excuse me. Right, the he game didn't lose that game for us, though. Did yeah, he? that's what Tony said. Oh, you're right. You're right. And did, I think he also messed up the first week against the Browns. Um, uh, he, yes, he, he missed I, one against Tampa Bay too, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that he did uh, miss the Browns one, but I mean, to be honest with you, the dude was money the entire season. When you look at his stats, he was like number one in the NFL from a kicking standpoint, from percentages. Um, and, uh, and in total number of kick, like it wasn't even just that he was kicking, uh, you know, uh, easy field goals and he wasn't having to kick many field goals. He had a high volume and a high make percentage. Um, and again, he was top three in the league last time I had checked. Um, it, Hey, it's, it's all about yeah, when you hit him when you miss him. Yeah. yeah that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, hey, it's all about real quick. I want to give some love to some people who have donated, uh, Steve Heigler with the 999. This is where you think LaVisca Chenault fits in. Uh, you think we wait to draft for tight ends. Um, listen, Chenault is a big, strong runner, physical. He's basically going to do everything that we asked him to do uh, in Carolina last year. A lot of those jet sweeps, a lot of that motion before the snap. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. yeah, a lot of screens and stuff like that. Uh, is going to be really good for that. And that type of weapon, I think Frank Reich is really going to want to implement 
into our offense. Uh, Coach P with the two euros says at Perry uh, and Dante Demas Jr. is a sleeper. Appreciate you, Coach P. And uh, CK, we have a brand new member, man. Why don't you welcome him to the show? Well, well, well. We have a new member of the C3 Superfan Club. And that is Little Ninjas 24. He said, I want to join this club. I want to help support C3 in accomplishing their goals, accomplishing some semblance of success. So we hit that join button that you all can right below for $1.99. Support the podcast. Not required, but much appreciated. Welcome to the club, Little Ninjas. Hey, appreciate you, brother. Yeah, man. Um, Tony, we have the best fans, dude. Yeah, uh, we've been... Look, is our best the reason they're the best fans is because they're our friends. Right? Um yeah. and that's what this podcast is about. Is look, I, I've always said this is I'm not a football expert. I'm an expert football fan. I take what we do seriously, but I do not take myself seriously. I like to get up here, joke around, have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but we know that our community is informed because these people keep their ear to the ground like crazy. As all of these names have been flying around, about through with the news, I think, is that just to make sure I don't have any calls in the chamber, I just want to say any thoughts about the Jimmy Garoppolo to, um, are there any free agent new things that stuck out to you? I'll start with just this is I think Hargrave to the 49ers, like as you watch like a team like the Saints who are having to shed all of their defensive identity. And the 49ers seem like they're trying to reload. thought that was impressive. I think that was an important signing. They said, and I think that means no Javon Kinlaw. Um, actually, I'll play this song. This song. I'll play this. It looks like, man, this is a cursing one, too. Um, while you guys think about any of the last news and notes you wanted to mention. Um and you need C-Dog on K-3. What's up, C-Dog? Man, C-Dog. Hello, everybody having a great day today. And you come over here, come over here and make sure you hit the motherfucker like button. Subscribe to this great content. Appreciate you, brother. I don't understand why the fuck did we sign Von Bell. We already got fucking chin. And we just signed a fucking safety last year. Motherfucker, Zeria Woods. So why the fuck are we still signing fucking safety? I, but, uh, safety. I don't know, man. I hope everybody have a great night. And we didn't get six by the fucking bears. But they got fucking DJ more. But anyways, man, everybody have a great time. I was I hope we don't draft fucking Bryce Young bitch ass. But besides that, man, everybody oh, have no. a great fucking night. Keep pounding. Sad sea dog. I'm kind of on his boat though. Like I, I kind of feel that way too. I'm, I'm all Stroud all the way. Uh, I forgot the point I was going to make. All right, um, that's good, man. Cody, well, any uh, free agent storylines you want to talk about before we? Yeah, get, get I mean, out? we've all been waiting for this shoe to fall for a long time. Aaron Rodgers no longer. Oh yeah, Green it's Bay true. Back. It's happened. Oh, it's the Cleveland guy again. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, 15 years after longtime Packers quarterback Brett Favre was traded to the Jets, now longtime Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers is doing the same thing. Wow. Uh, while Trey Ringo, who first broke the news to the Jets' progress, says it's done. 
Dan, you know what sucks um, about this way, is that's going to dominate the news tomorrow. We're not going to hear about the, Carolina trading the one. There no, are no, saying no, it's not, yeah, I'm, I'm reading this, and they are saying that it's not official yet. Well, but this, they are saying that it's he, close. Yeah, it's so the like for instance, Ian Rappaport. His response was, "I wish this was real, but it's not." Like, wow. Basically, he was saying oh, like okay. this isn't this is not so trade nothing is happening lying? yet. Um, yeah, basically they're saying like this guy, Trey Wingo, Wingo is another, just an insider, I guess. He's just somebody who has some sort of a source or whatnot that's saying things are happening. It's, it's very possible that they're close, but, um, it is not like, it's, it's not one of these things that's being reported as a, uh, as a, uh, as a fact at this point. All right. Hmm. I told you the Cleveland guy sus. Uh, says my well, it's not even right. just him. It's the guy Trey Wingo was the one who initially was reporting it, um, and people were just like tagging Ian, and Ian's like, I- "I've been in the building all day. This is not happening yet. Um, I, I, I wish it was." I saw I saw one other, and it was before these reports came out. Is that there was kind of reports that the deal was agreed upon by, like uh, that the Packers and the Jets have their ends done, like they. Similar to feel what the comfortable, like they feel comfortable about what they're getting. It's just waiting on Aaron Rodgers to make up his mind if he wants to do it at this Similar moment. Do so I want to make sixty million dollars or not? So dumb. Like it's happening. Yeah, all that's uh, locked up. It's happening. Come God, on, he's he's not, not to down I just wanted to see Aaron Rodgers in Miami with this that group. Here's Look, the dumb thing about this whole situation, Greg. To be honest with you, is the Packers can't do anything in free agency until he's made his decision. Like oh, they can't. So he's kind of sticking it to them. Oh, they can't. They can't do it. Like they're basically true, right yeah. now holding Ooh. the. They're holding. Like if he decides to be, he wants to go somewhere else and be traded. Like then they, they get have a bunch so more much money. Top, yeah. you know, cap space available. They yeah, can actually go sense. out there and do some stuff. Ooh. Right now, they don't have anything they can do anything with. Right now, they're just kind of sitting on their hands, waiting for him to make his decision. And Rodgers is making this a much more difficult situation. <laughs> it's similar to the it's situation kind of the Baltimore move, right? Ravens are in with uh, with Lamar Jackson because well, yeah, similar yeah. because they if they have to know number one they can't make moves in free agency right now because if somebody offers him something that they want to match like they they're going to have to eat up all of their their cap space to be able to pay him uh, right. if somebody matches his mm-hmm. number. And but if they don't want to it is Brett Favre they, they, all over. They would again. pay him right now if they wanted to match. Yeah. Period. Like they pay Who? him right now. Lamar? Ravens. Yeah, Lamar. Well, they're actually getting other people to do their dirty work and drive the price down. You're Maybe, right. Is what I heard right. somebody say. But, but I'm, all right. I'm saying I wanted to see Rodgers right in Miami. Uh we'll be waiting to see what Lamar. Was there any other big news around the league that yeah, you wanted to mention? Tony, um, Andy. Sorry. Well, uh James sign, but um there's one that's more speculative, and I wanted to Baker Mayfield yeah. to the Bucks. Yep. No, no, I want to get everyone's oh. opinion on this. Um. So, okay, this was a the a but there was a bunch of back and forth today. There were rumors going around. There's that name again, Dolph Kleiman, <laughs> uh, who put out today that the Panthers are open to trade quarterback Matt Corral, the 2022. Yeah. Third round pick. And then literally right after this, Vashti Hurt from Carolina Blitz goes on and she says she can confirm that they're not shopping 
Matt Corral. Nobody so, knows it, shit. You know what? Is, yeah, they're, no both no they're both true. They're both true. They're shopping and not shopping him no at the same knows time. Him. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure they would listen to whatever deal. But my question to all of you is this. Would you rather have a young backup quarterback on a rookie contract or especially knowing that we still want to trade for maybe a Hopkins or Jerry Judy or whatever, would you consider dealing away Matt Corral if you could get some picks for him? Oh, hell yeah. Like we would, are you kidding me? Yeah, we would take fifth. anything from him. We'll take a yeah. six for him right now. Now, him yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, no, no, and not because it's not a referendum on him. Is that like, if you could get anything, that's better than not. It's better than re-signing P.J. Walker and saying, oh, we're going to have another vet, then we're going to have P.J. as our third, and then we're just ultimately going to have to cut this kid. I don't think, right? I don't right. think that. It doesn't mean that we would have to cut him. Like, here's well, the we're going to put him on the practice squad and somebody's going to take him anyway. Like, you can no. only run so many quarterbacks. I think what they should do with my man right here is I think they should try to get him prepped for the preseason and have him looking good and then – yeah, true. be like, oh, we've got a number one quarterback, but we've got this crazy guy we drafted last year who was coming off an injury. It fucking looks incredible. It's like the Jordan Love thing, you know what I'm saying? Like you keep the Jimmy Garoppolo. This, yeah. and then we say, so, oh, and then we con some fucking team into a third round pick instead of a six. So here's mm-hmm. my issue with that: is like, yes, if we were to get another vet quarterback, not PJ Walker, I could see that being the case. But right now, uh. The the truth is, is Matt Corral's contract is way too easy to get too small to give up, right? Um, it, 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 unless you're getting the equivalent of what we gave up for him to move up to the third to get him, right? You guys forget that we gave up, what, two third-round picks uh, to be able ah, to get him? Yeah. So if we're going to get him, if we can get two third-round picks to recoup that, sure. But I also do not like the idea of going and signing P.J. Walker, who's going to ask for probably triple, if not quadruple what 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 Matt Corral is making um, to sit on the bench. I think I would much rather give a guy like Matt Corral an opportunity to be the guy. And who knows, in three, four years, maybe he signs as a backup or maybe he's good enough to where we do end up trading him after he shows out in one or two games because of whoever we draft decide, you know, ends up having a sprained ankle or something. Right. Like there's all these things that can happen. And two two things that I want people to remember we have some of the worst, purportedly, at least from the players, we have some of the worst turf in the NFL. What happens on turf? Players get hurt on turf. Are we really going to pretend like the Carolina Panthers didn't play four quarterbacks last year and started three of them? Like, it would be so dumb, man. If, if, one, if your starter goes down, whoever that might be, you have a young buck ready and waiting to go on a cheap contract who's ready to come in and show what he's capable of doing, whether that's auditioning for another team long-term or just being serviceable in the meantime. Dude, all of my fandom and everything I've ever said about Matt Corral does not just go out of the window now that we have the first overall Mm -hmm. pick. I really think he has a ton of talent, and it would be a waste for us to just throw him away for some chump change. And we forget, this is the same uh, management team that we had that drafted him, who, by the way, drafted him 
to be the starter starting quarterback eventually for this team. Right. So you still have right. guys who, who scouted him, who drafted him with that in mind in the, in the future, moving forward. It's not a guarantee. They might not have seen him as an immediate starter right away, but they drafted, they traded up into the third round to make sure they could get this guy. They mm-hmm. liked him. Now, how much of that was rule? I don't know, but this is, this is still the general manager that drafted him. We can't forget that. I, I, I hear what you're saying, but we've made it a point to make, to, to bring up that Matt rule was the guy who made the final call. He had full control. That was a Matt rule decision to, to draft um, Matt Corral. And I don't think Matt Corral is a terrible guy. I don't know what he's going to be. All I'm saying is if I have a chance to sign PJ Walker, who I've seen in the NFL or Matt Corral, who got injured in preseason, I'm probably signing PJ Walker as my guy over Matt Corral. If I can get value out of Matt Corral, because let's face it, if Matt Corral doesn't play this year, you're never getting any value out of him ever again, period. That's it. He's done. I mean, seriously, he's done. You maybe get a six round pick for him. Maybe in the future, if he doesn't play this year and he may not play this year. So why not get value out of him right now? If you can, and sign a guy like PJ Walker. We need to get him to play in the job if you need to. We need to get him to play in some preseason games and look good. But wouldn't you want some picks before the draft? That's why you. No, no, like you're not going to get anything that's really going to turn into anything this year. Like what you should be doing is getting something that's going to be all right. So I guess you could get a six this year, but we might be able to get a third if for some reason. Like, what if he went out there and balled out one of those games, and then. His state, and they were like, "Oh, well, we got Bryce Young, so we're willing to I deal." Mean, here's here's my my thing that I, I think is important for us to realize. Right, we've seen everything PJ Walker can be, and it's okay. It's 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 a backup quarterback, and I agree with that. Better right? than Matt Corral shown us so far. I, well, not not necessarily. You know, when we looked at the exact same tape in the preseason, PJ Walker was not the the was not better than Matt Corral in the preseason. Yes, he was. No, he yes, was he not. Was. No, yes, they were. You don't want. It, it was. No, it was impossible. It was literally. This is my. He's won an NFL game before. It doesn't matter. This is my entire point about the preseason: is that you none of these guys are in a good situation to even be successful. But here's here's my thing, Tony. After the game, P.J. Walker came out and he said, I can't play as bad as I did today in the situation that I'm in. He knew he was the odd man out. Sure. He sure. was he played horrendously in the preseason. When he came out and he played in the in the regular season, he was a completely different player. And that's the Cody's point, right? I agree with that to a degree. But here's the thing with Matt Corral, right? We drafted him. He could be the next Brock Purdy. They were drafted in the same Good. draft, and Brock yes. Purdy was the last yes. pick of the draft. Well, wow, he's not right? playing for Kyle Shanahan, bro. Well, he's playing for Frank Reich, who's an offensive-minded head coach now. That's right, damn it. A good offensive I, if line. He's, if he turns into Kyle Shanahan, if Frank Reich is as good as Kyle Shanahan has been, I can't wait to see it. No, he's not um, saying that he's as good as him, but I think it's also fair to say that Matt Corral deserves an opportunity to show what he can sure. do. I think we're having two different conversations, ultimately. Yeah, I agree. I think you're, you guys are having the conversation of what Matt Corral could be. And we're talking about what PJ Walker is at this moment. And like, when you keep a backup quarterback or anything like that, you want them to know they're just the backup, right? Like, is that we don't want, I'm not arguing that PJ Walker is going to have an upside. I'm arguing this is that maybe PJ Walker is better to run 
uh, a quarter worth of plays throughout the season than Matt Corral is at this moment. But I mean, no, no. I, I mean, here is that it's it's going to be difficult. Like, is that what is Matt Corral just going to settle into a backup role? You know, all those types of things. It's like, look, you really want him to be Jimmy G. I would say, yeah, he's but probably he's probably more isn't that what the, the, the Patriots sure. prematurely drafted Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah. And, or at least that's what some people thought. They made him look fantastic in the preseason. But he also, came in remember, and had he, one game or something like that when Tom no, Brady. No, remember Tom Brady, Tom Brady got suspended for Deflategate. And then Jimmy Garoppolo came in and played the he played first pretty well, the right? Season. And then all of a sudden yeah, he, he became well. like a monster deal. But like right. what I'm saying is you want to imitate that. If right. you have the first round pick, I mean, if you have the number, you know, and you, you know, he's never going to supersede CJ Stroud. It's just not going to happen. It don't matter. It's like everybody will be fired before that moment could happen. So, like, what if you could make him look like, oh, this just isn't that. He could be great under better circumstances. Kirk Cousins was to RG3 as Matt Corral is to CJ Stroud. All right. Hey, how about this? We need to save some stuff for tomorrow night. I know. I want to go to. We got another show tomorrow. We've been going for over two hours I, here tonight. I was just ask him what the free agents you wanted to talk about. And Cody went on the Matt Corral crap. This one's <laughs> on you, Cody. I don't give a damn. Hopefully, we'll have plenty of stuff to talk about tomorrow. Oh, we uh, will. With we will. The second day uh, of free agency. Is we'll there any last words that you have to have while we give Greg enough time to get back to uh, CK, Cody? I'm done with what I wanted to talk about tonight. I mean, dude, part. listen, I mean, like and subscribe. Uh, hit that notification bell every single time C3 Panthers podcast goes live every Friday at 7 p.m. You get to be a part of the show. On the Friday free for all, join via StreamYard, be a part of the conversation, and talk about the Carolina Panthers with us. Uh, follow my written content on DraftTech.com, where I'm the analyst for the Carolina Panthers doing mock drafts. And uh, yeah, that's it for me, man. Follow your boy on Twitter at Cody Lack, C O D Y L A C. Holla at your boy, baby. My name's Tony Dunn. It's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com. That's right. CarolinaCatChronicles.com, which I want to resurrect from the ashes of what it was. Look, basically it's this. It's a website that I pay for that we could use. And folks, I want you guys, the C3 listeners, the fans of the Carolina Panthers, figure out, let's figure out how we can make a cool place to congregate and talk about the Carolina Panthers. Make it yours. Just like this podcast, I want you guys to make it yours. Make the website yours. Got ideas about mock draft articles or or discussions, back and forth conversations, whatever. Video, written. I got the domain. I got unlimited space. Let's build it together. Follow me on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. Subscribe to the show. Check us out on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, all those great places. Help us continue to grow. It's going to be our best season. It's the year of 20C3. I tell you that, 2023. CK, you got a baby coming soon. Tomorrow yes. night, we're having an impromptu baby shower. What I want you to do, you have to, I want you to put your Amazon link tomorrow. Get it ready. We're going to put it out there just a little bit for me. I'm going okay. to buy you some diapers. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy You're going you. need them. Yeah, as um, one of my good friends had a baby shower. I went to a baby shower this past week. I have three kids. They're way in the rear view. But, man, let's buy CK some diapers. Let's do it. 
So Why I not? appreciate I appreciate it. And I want to give a shout out to Nick Montiero, man. He he reached out to me, uh direct messaged me and asked for that. And he 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 bought a couple of things from the list. And uh I just want to say thank you publicly to How him. Incredible and, that is. Yeah, it was dude, awesome. Dude, Nick man. is the man. Such a sweetheart. I know, dude. I know. It's it was very nice. Again, I don't want anybody to feel like it's asking anybody to do anything they don't want to do. If you want to help out that's what a baby shower is that's what it is it's one of those things that what we do is we gotta go and help you get started on the right foot sure because you're our friend yeah i know but it's also it just feels weird after i even talked about it on last week's show i was like ah that just felt dirty i'm making it happen it's it's like we tell people that want to donate to us it's always appreciated Never required. Sure, that's no. all you gotta do, man. If you if you find it in your heart to give a little bit to uh, CK and the and the new baby fund, man, that that would is be it. Awesome, boy man. or girl? It's a boy. It's a girl. It's a girl. It's a girl. It's you a got girl. a boy and you're having a girl. Also, yeah. um, uh, Greg, before, tomorrow. Oh, he uh, doesn't. I, no, I mean before it, I just wanted to make sure we shout out Trey Burton, donated oh, ten dollars. Nice. He said, "Think of a scenario where the quarterback we draft gets hurt and Corral goes in and proves he can ball." Yeah. You then at least have a valuable asset for a possible trade at that point. No reason to trade him. Yes. Now. Let's not rush it. I'm with you, this. I like that. Fantastic but comment, Trey. You do realize that you're you're pinning that on hoping that our starting quarterback redraft gets. Well, hurt, you're not right? gonna get any form of thing, any form anyway. Oh, look at this. Karen Choi with the diapers. Now I gotta send it to CK. Hey, oh. ten dollars. Uh, thank you. Look at this. Tomorrow night. <laughs> um I do. Now it's got to like, we got to, and YouTube's going to take two bucks. If you guys want to save anything, I do have an Amazon uh, uh, baby shower list or registry or whatnot. I'll post. So that way you guys aren't like paying YouTube any money. Yeah. Uh, With Greg, tomorrow night, baby shower for CK on the show. Thank you, Karen, by the way. Let's do it. Uh, Thank you, Karen Choi, for the diapers. Uh, we're so excited. We wet ourselves tonight. Oh, go. Oh man. I've had so much fun. Just and guess what? Man. Think about this. Think about, look, we had over 300 viewers tonight. We all ran, we ran on what? Two hours, two over, and a half. Almost yeah. two and a half. Yeah. And, uh, the names that we signed were shy Tuttle, which no one knew <laughs> right. Bell, and Bradley Bozeman. Think about how cool it's going to be when we announce what our fucking quarterback is on the NFL oh my draft God. night. Like, I mean, like, hey, Cody, I am telling you right now, that draft party is going to be the most lit draft uh, party. We got we to gotta start p- making plans. We got to figure out how to make it really cool this year. Yeah. Uh, and things that we did, uh, things that we do, I think in the past, we usually give away a stuff i know with the fantasy football league i've always given away the pick our first round a jersey of our first round pick so you know what we're gonna have some give we're gonna make it fun we're gonna make it fun i want you guys to brainstorm ideas for the draft party got a lot going on with c3 tomorrow night 9 p.m go to carolinecatchronicles.com and if you don't read anything just click on an ad that's like donating 50 cents right there right Let's get the hell out of here. Oh, Greg, um, you were gone. We were saying goodbye. Greg, Friday oh. nights, where can they get you? Uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube. Geeks chasing squirrels across the multiverse. Check it on YouTube. Uh, we cover TV, movies, books, all good stuff. So, 
Um, super movie recommendation right now, guys, is mm-hmm. Barbarian on uh, HBO. Okay. Yeah, HBO Max. It's weird. It's like kind of odd at first. You don't know if you love it, then you dislike. It's it's good though. That's my recommendation. Cody Lack, take us out of here. C three Panther Nation. Until next time, keep pounding. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.